welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with Paul Roshan, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and welcome to Sports Carnage. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Apologies for that. Last time we spoke to you guys, the Phoenix Suns had made their first NBA Finals since 1993. The Milwaukee Bucks had made their first NBA Finals since 1971. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming for both of these squads. When we were finishing the podcast, the Suns had just clinched the Western Conference, and we were all quite high on the Phoenix Suns to get the job done. Uh, a week and a half later, uh, the Suns had taken a 2-0 lead in the series. Everything was looking rosy in the Valley of the Sun, and then they had to Milwaukee. They left their game back in Phoenix. By the time they got back to Phoenix, their game had forgotten them. And long story short, the Milwaukee Bucks are your 2021 NBA champions. First time winning a championship in 50 years since Kareem and the Big O did it for them in Milwaukee. Ryan, what the hell happened to the Phoenix Suns between game two and the last four games? They ran into an unstoppable force, or at least a, a force that they couldn't stop. As I keep, oh, you mean the man that Shaq called Superman? Yeah, he finally finally gave up the moniker and then another <laughs> another nice petty shot to Dwight Howard. <laughs> Love it. But they, they didn't have any type of answer for Giannis. Uh, so in game one, Giannis had like 11 field goals and the, the Suns won. Or 11 field goal attempts, excuse me, and the Suns won. Giannis still had like 20 and 17 or something. But he just didn't seem as right or as aggressive as he was. And then the rest of the series, he probably took, you know, at least 20 shots every game. And if you count some of the fouls. Uh, that don't count as field goals, he's probably closer to, you know, like 25 or 30. And they didn't have any type of answer for anything that uh, th- that he was doing, really. And for, you know, a team that, or at least a coach that was uh, thought to, to not be able to make adjustments. There were some things that uh, that Budenholzer did that really helped the Bucks in the series. Uh, you know, one, they kept going to, to Middleton in the fourth to close it out. And for the most part, he came, you know, he came through. And then just sticking yeah, with, uh, sticking with some of your guys, right? Even when Drew Holiday is uh, not, n- not, not having it offensively, to say it in the nicest way possible, he's still yeah. being, uh, you know, a, a pest defensively. And then once they found out that they could let Devin Booker get his, and Booker can score forty points. But if they focus on, you know, minimizing everyone else's impact, they were totally, totally cool with that. Um, and I think that's another difference because in game one, I think Chris Paul had close to 40 points, didn't he? Um, oh, he came out balling, yeah. Yeah, it's something crazy. Um, in game one, and then they won. And in game two, I think he was really good as well. Uh, and then he started to taper off a little bit. Game four was horrible. Um but it's, you know because they That's made the adjustment. ridiculous to say his game four game four he was terrible. Um, to say terrible is absurd. No, it's but not. Please discount half of what he does on the court. Maybe you have. Continue. Yeah, discount all of his turnovers. Um, 
But Drew Holiday was able to to bother Chris Paul, and they're able to you know quote unquote try and let Devin Booker beat them on that end, um, and it worked. And like I said, they kept going to Giannis. He kept attacking, and there was nothing that the Suns could do. Whether it was you know eight and trying, you know he's not at that level yet defensively where he can stop Giannis and get in foul trouble. Um, and then on the other end, you know Giannis had five blocks in the, in the last game. Um, it was still doing a lot of distributing as well. I think he had six average six assists for the series along with 35 points and like 13 13 boards or something. Something insane like that. Like 30 yeah 35 13 and six where I think his average is on 60 percent shooting, which uh, which nobody had done before in the finals because it's just an, an absurd an absurd thing to do. Uh, and it seemed like he almost got better each game, and then the closeout game was just a, a masterpiece um, where it didn't well, really so seem like the Suns could the, do anything with it. I, I want to be fair to all of the other finals participants of the past 20 years. Uh, nobody's done it because I don't – who's faced a weaker team in the finals than the Suns team? I mean, I mean, give give anybody, give anybody your hang on six teams to make the finals when this playoff starts. Nobody's picking the I know. Suns. And first two seeds well, to be you know true. not favored because they were going up against the defending champs and it's LeBron. It's and absolutely all this crap. true. Who's but picking the Suns? On, let's, you let's said when the playoffs you know, started, the Suns were the second best team in the West. The Suns Excuse had a me? hell of a starting back. You said it's going to be funny when people realize the summer. Suns and the Jazz are the two best teams in the West. Those were your After, words. Like, say that eighteen people went down. No, before that, when the Suns were up, uh, the Suns won game one. In, are you talking about against yeah. the Lakers? The very healthy Lakers, right? before they were. No, not healthy Lakers. <laughs> it, was, it was before they went down. I, you, you got Denver, was not healthy all that, season. I, right? I don't, I don't think Denver healthy Denver. Anyway. We're, not, we're not talking about Phoenix's road, but you look at just Phoenix as a team, that's a damn good team. you got a starting backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, a up-and-coming great center in DeAndre Ayton. You've got good up-and-coming wing players in campaign and in the other <laughs> the other bridges. Like this isn't a there, bad there's squad. a difference between being there's a difference between being a good team and being a title caliber team in the modern NBA. If this was back in the day where you didn't need a ridiculous team, which we'll get to. Because uh, we talked about this before the cast, we are going to kind of discuss Spoilers. the last decade of NBA champs, right? Spoilers. Um, it, it, we're going to quickly notice the absurd talent it takes to win an NBA title in the modern NBA. It has not always been like this. In fact, it it wasn't like this for most of the history of the NBA. You had your teams here and there pop up. Uh, you, some of your Lakers teams, obviously. Your Bulls, were run by a fantastic but, trio in Boston. Los Angeles, and then just an all-around team in the Detroit Pistons. Like, there's been some squads that, you know, the Bulls of the 90s was a trio, you know, at least the second one. The first one, it was two and a half. You picked two and a half. Boston, Boston's probably the only one that you could, you, not even them, took all them, like, a super are you, are you relative serious? to the rest of the league. Are you serious? Relative to the rest of Larry the league. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish. Find me a better I, I, front court in NBA history. What did I just say? I just said Boston is the closest. Okay. Magic Johnson, Kareem <laughs> Bar, James Worthy. No. Like, what I mean, no. no. What do you mean, no? Magic and Kareem? 
Magic and Kareem and Worthy. One of the greatest, most underrated power forwards of all time. A top 50 NBA player all time. And, and how many titles did they win together? Uh, they won five. It's pretty good. The, yeah, that qualifies. pretty damn good. I'll give you that. All yeah, pretty good. So, as I said, not there's been though. times. There's been, no, they, I mean, I mean, I, I would take them over the Bulls, but that's kind of not the discussion here. We don't really want to, and I'm sure Matt would too, to be honest. If you take the 40 years before 2010, how, how many did you have? It wasn't necess, a necessity to win a title. You, most years, it, it wasn't what won a title. I mean, you care. Everyone talks about the first modern-ish example of like, wow, these guys are really freaking good. Uh, you go back to Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen in Boston. They had nothing on most of the teams that won a title in the last ten years in the NBA. I, every single one of them, with the exception of probably the last couple of years, would have beat that Boston team in what two thousand eight? It was two thousand eight, right? Yeah, it was also their first the, year together. The, the bar Some to win LeBron a title and Boston the has their first year together. raised ridiculously. I mean, really, honestly, to me, like just ridiculous. And this year, I and I think it's ironic. The finals to me were very compelling this year, in large part because Neither you didn't be meet that bar. <laughs> all, all of the teams that would qualify. Uh, eh. <laughs> no, no, no. We did not. Hang on. We hang on. Let's let's not have revisionist history now. Going into the finals, we had a Greek freak who hyperextended his knee against Atlanta. Okay. We didn't know so if how if he wasn't gonna play, he was going if he wasn't gonna play and look finals. good, but he played game one, and while he wasn't a hundred percent. He looked right. really, really it's, good. It's like really Ryan good. said. He got like, he right. got stronger, and it's I, weird. See, so you keep that you keep downplaying this, and I don't understand why. I, I told you, I told you after game one, wow, he played and, freaking and, awesome. And, and you were like, wrong after game one too. Look at the rest of the oh games; those are God. really, really good Giannis games. Look at those games compared because to game one. because he elevated himself to the to stratosphere really, really good. against a team that <laughs> had absolutely no himself. answers for him. Does not mean his game one wasn't super but, good. And let's be, but they had let's be real. The Suns are a dream matchup for a guy oh, like yeah, they, Giannis. They didn't have that so, one player to shut down Giannis. They don't have three no, players to shut him down. The their their closest like, thing. Be like watching it, watching it was that there wasn't any debilitating injury on either side. Like you had Dario Sarge go down. I think Tory Craig missed the game, uh, that's... and then and then Giannis's brother missed. I think the last game because uh, so like COVID protocol the, the Suns got hit by losing not an elite player, but one of their very very few options for chucking things at Giannis and hoping to slow him down. And that's the problem. <laughs> the Suns didn't have anything. Aiton is the closest thing, but he's really. He's a center. Uh, he's not going to stay with Giannis. Oh, he's not. Jay he Crowder tried. He can't. The, so the problem with it, he can't stay with him on the open floor or at the rim. And, and they have nothing. So if you look at their roster, they don't have a big roster. The Suns don't. 
The, no. the Suns do not have an abundance of length. They don't have big bodies no. that they can Frank throw Kaminsky's in there. Frank their backup center. In bang with Giannis. Well, now. Exactly, right? So, <laughs> like, like, you should have well, had Javale yes. back there or something for a backup. So, yeah, so when that injury, injury happened, yeah, when right. that injury happened, it's like, wow, like, in the grand scheme of things, okay, that's not, like, the worst player to lose, right? Like, it's not the most talented player you're losing. But he was – Depth in throwing bodies at Giannis, and that does matter. I don't that's, know that's that five that matters fouls too much. a game. Like we heard no, that it, last it year after Myers. You saw Leonard it on the court. You like, saw it. What on are the they going to do with Anthony Davis now? Like, what do you mean they weren't going to do anything with him before? But, so there's a difference between stopping Giannis and having more bodies to make things more difficult. Nah, it's not like they're getting blown out in these games. It, it's not like they're getting blown out in these games. Having the ability to move guys around. In in just make things a little more difficult on him. Maybe he scores thirty two points instead of forty. Maybe no, he has I, to pass a couple extra times a game. No, no, like to I, just discount I, I it and Sarge. say no, he makes no impact. In, I, I don't. I think he makes very little impact. We're talking Definitely about a couple points. point games down the stretch. We're talking about a couple points down the stretch. It's not that he's limiting him to eight points less. It's that he, now Giannis has to pass the ball a couple no, more times. Maybe something happens. Maybe they turn over the ball. It changes the complexity I, of the game. I, I, I don't it's think not, that happens, though, because he would have done the same thing to Sarge that he did to Frank Kaminsky, and you're not having both of them on the court at the same time. So at the way he was think, dominating, Frank Sarich, Kaminsky is going to do the same thing to Sarge. You think Sarich is not a defensive upgrade over Frank Kaminsky? Are you serious right now? Not when you're talking about Giannis. What's Sarge going to do I, against Giannis? See, again, you're you're acting like that. Oh, he's that I'm saying. Oh, he's going to shut him down and completely change the whole series. It's no, he's not possession gonna, by possession, and he's not going to do he anything. Can to do Giannis. enough. Did you watch the first two games? Yes, I watched the first two games. You sounded like you didn't. Talking about this is the best game Giannis ever played after game one. It, it is. Oh, I didn't say that at all. I said he played very good. Contextually, that means either. nothing. It just he was very good that game. Oh my god, Matt, please help. <laughs> I need an adult. This is ridiculous. Look, hang on, you need a you need uh, a Tebow to, to, to go fair, back and watch the game. Hang, let, let, let's be realistic here. Dario Saric is an upgrade defensively over Frank Kaminsky. Let's just Thank get you. that out of the way. Number one. Number two, he might have helped turn Giannis into shooting the ball a few more times as opposed to taking it to the rack as often as he did. There may less have been layups, less post-rising, maybe right, less fouls. Which, Giannis is not a great shooter. He did have some pretty good shooting games in this series, but he's not a great shooter yet. And so maybe a few of those clank off the rim, and you do end up with Could've six to eight me. points less. But, no, I'm, hey, look, come on. You're going to tell me that Giannis is a great shooter? Hey, 16 out of 18, baby. I know. Oh, I know. my God. Are you, you going to tell me, Ryan, are you going to tell me that Giannis is a great shooter? I probably have the best true shooting percentage in the finals. And that's scoring percentage, <laughs> not shooting. It is shooting percentage. True shooting percentage. Yeah, they can, they can word it however they want. A dunk is still a shot in that percentage. Hey, all I know is the last, last couple games he was hitting those shots. He's in those little mid ranges, those turnarounds. Yes, he was. He was. He was shooting much better. So Sarge is going to make him shoot those shots anyway. Here's the thing: we saw, we saw the best of what these Milwaukee Bucks can be throughout this finals, and that's great because this is the time to turn it on. But the the Milwaukee Bucks that we saw in the regular season for all these years with great games by Giannis, great games by Middleton, getting help from no name players. It was always there Don't in the regular season, and then we'd see it disappear in the postseason. In this finals, they stepped their game up. Giannis stepped his game up. Chris Middleton was consistent, 
And that's him stepping his game up because when he's on his game, Chris Middleton can score with anybody in this league. But the problem is we always saw it. He wasn't always on his game. For these finals, this man was always on his game. And it made a huge difference for Milwaukee from being runner-up to being NBA champions. I think that Chris Middleton deserves a almost like it's like it's like five percentage points more for Giannis as great as he was if you don't have Middleton being consistent for the first time in his career (laughs) like I don't know if they win this finals with as great as Giannis was I think Middleton deserves a ton of credit for this NBA championship he does I mean they all do (laughs) they all did oh no of course but what I'm saying is you saw the best that this team has to offer and it was in the finals where they actually stepped it up and did it and that's credit to the whole team absolutely yeah, they did look better in the last, you know, the four games, obviously, that they yeah. uh, that they ended up winning. Especially, what was it? One of the, one of the games where the Bucks shot, or the Suns shot, like, what, 23s or 33s, and they made 60% of them, and they still lost a game? Mm-hmm. It's the only time that ever happened in the playoffs. <laughs> that, is, that is terrible. That's such, that such bad luck. But, yes, I mean, you know, let's, let's not, you know, Paul has a good point about these Suns. Two years ago, these Suns were one of the worst teams in the NBA. A year ago, this team was fighting to make the playoffs in the bubble. Had a great bubble run for a lot. It was a lot of fun, but they weren't making the playoffs. And now they're in the NBA Finals. It's a hell of a leap. Chris Paul does bring that with him to a certain extent. I can't say it's all on him. There's a lot of pieces on this Suns team that played a lot better to get this team to where it was this season. But Chris Paul deserves a boatload of credit for what he brings to the table every time he joins a team. But let's not forget where these Suns came from. They're not all of a sudden otherworldly. They just got here. It was their first time around. The Bucks have been trying to make this jump for the last five years, and they finally did. Well, and the Suns and might not have Chris Paul next year. That's really yeah, Lakers, this is, uh, LeBron it's a, it's a already coming bitch. for him. What's Hanging really out with him sad? That's because LeBron's sick of playing point. Um, I I would have. That's honestly the the biggest travesty to me is that we never saw. I I I wanted it to be AD too. I, give me six years ago. Give me Chris Paul and LeBron playing together with AD. Like that would be so cool. I mean, we're we're old now. I I I wanted to see prime LeBron and prime Chris Paul play together so bad, and not just in the Olympics, okay? Because that was fun and fine. But that's not what I mean. Um. The great travesty of this to me is a lot of this was a stars aligning season for both of these teams. Both of these teams uh, agreed. got things that they would have never gotten in a normal season. Now, I know a lot of people take big umbrage with the discounting. I'm not discounting anything. I'm contextualizing. It is super important. The reason I say it's important, if you don't contextualize, you're like, wow, the Suns are like really good. If they can just kind of bring the band back together, like they got a chance next year, it's it's going to be one of Chris Paul's last run. No, it's not. This is it. The Suns are done. Uh, Chris Paul or if not. If Chris Paul leaves. No, even if Chris Paul comes back. If they return the entire team, they have zero chance to win an NBA title next year. None. Um, I mean, I 100%. Like they're not, they're not a top three team in the West, let alone a NBA title contender. And let's be, if nobody gets hurt this year, if, if nobody – or in the playoffs, let's say the playoffs. Nobody gets hurt in the playoffs. And injuries happen. I get it. It's part of the game. We're, we're not re-litigating history. But if nobody gets hurt, the Nets walk to a title. And no one even slows them down. That That's what happens. It didn't happen. And this is – we got, honestly, a great finals match. I say great finals match. The games were fun, right? 
right. it, it kind of sucks that Milwaukee ran training. off four straight. It wasn't a, um, oh, we know who's winning. It, it is. See, I, I thought I knew who was winning. Then no, the Suns I, won I the that. first I two mean, games. Yeah, I then picked, the Suns won the first two games. Of course. Like, that's always good. But I'm saying we didn't know who was winning. The There's Suns been won two games. Where we know who was winning. At first the Suns I picked won the Bucks two games, and then and Giannis I was like, got hurt, and I thought he'd be way worse than that. Then he ended well, so up that was, And I was like, it, well, it, then we the Suns are probably going to win. If 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 the if the Bucks played without Giannis, or if Giannis was like fifty percent for the series, then yeah, you felt like the Suns were going to win. And Dario Sarge could have won the MVP. If the buck <laughs> if the Bucks had Giannis at eighty percent plus, I'm ignoring that. If the Bucks had Giannis at eighty percent plus, you felt like for sure the Bucks are going to win. The the Bucks are going to overwhelm the Suns. Then Giannis played game one, which people did not expect. I don't know if you guys really remember. People didn't expect Giannis to even play at all game one. He played like thirty five minutes. Um. And he, regardless of what Ryan says, he looked very good, albeit not 100% clearly. Mm. Um, but they lost the first two games. And then you were like, got kind of got to step back, at least me personally, step back, reevaluate. Maybe the Suns can do this. Right. And, and who, then, who was the best road team in the NBA this year? Oh, the Phoenix Suns. And so you got the Suns 2-0 up, really good road team, like you said. And you're like, man, maybe these guys can actually do it. And then it starts to unravel. Scott Scott Foster gets involved, and the wheels completely come off. Going for Undertaker at WrestleMania, baby. I mean, um, I mean and, and I don't want to blame. I, turnovers might have had something to do with it. Officiating is not why the Suns lost this series. I, I'm not. I'm just joking. Um, obviously, I'm just messing around. Uh, it is. I, I do think that. I don't think he should ever be allowed to referee a Chris Paul game, especially in the playoffs. But it is especially what it in the is. Finals. That's, that's yeah, especially in the finals. That's not like, oh, why. this man is two and thirteen with you. It's not why. You know what's crazy? The very Paul. last yeah, game, plays, huh? the the closeout yep. game the six. For his shine. Try, try the closeout game six. And he's the head official. And I, I'm, I honestly thought, like a part of me thought that the Suns were going to get a favorable whistle. Just like from the NBA, just so that they could like be like, look, we're not we're not trying to screw these people. It didn't happen. It didn't, nope. it didn't matter. It didn't happen. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, I, I don't Scott know that it didn't, like, nope. well, it didn't happen in that the Suns didn't get most of the calls. But I thought game. That's six what I'm saying. For, I'm not saying they the got screwed. Part uh, refereed even. What was funny though is Giannis got called for one of those uh, LeBron travels when he like gets the ball in the inbounds and then you just carry it. Right. Did you notice that? So this actually happened. Oh, yeah. I have to, they, dri- they, they I have to dribble it. this thing? They rolled it to Giannis. You know, they roll it, so then they pick it up, and then the clock starts, and they touch it. So he grabbed the ball. He walked a few steps, and they started dribbling, and they called him for a travel. It was pretty funny. And then he was looking like, what, me? Yeah, bro. It's, it's listen, <laughs> I, don't, two, I don't blame. big-ass steps. <laughs> I don't blame NBA players for being like shrugging and throwing their hands up when they get called for a travel because yeah, you know the rules, but when you are allowed to not play by the rules, <laughs> not even close sti- in some cases, it is still like whoa when it gets like, called. The number like, of players it, I've seen take five freaking steps. It's, it's five. just like <laughs> five traveling is without just, a travel. I mean, we know this. It's it's the biggest running joke. Traveling is is. A rule in the NBA, but it's not really an enforced rule in the NBA. So when players travel and get called on it and are like, what? And are like, what? I understand. Because even though it's a rule, if you're allowed to get away with it all the time, the time you're not allowed to get away with it, you're like, come on, man. But whatever. It, it is what it is. It, this was a Star's No, it ain't what it is. It ruins teams. shit because you get these <laughs> highlight plays 
That well, shit can't change count. it, though. And they look better but, than their counterparts from years before because the guys who did it years before took two steps to do it, not three or four. We, we cannot uh, I, I don't know that Jordan always took two steps. <laughs> I think Jordan uh, also was doing some, uh, some favorable also athleticism fair. and quickness, and the refs were like, and they, we don't know. In the Euro it. step, they didn't have the – the Euro step was not so big back then yeah, where they were like, nah, this is – it's – it's God, not a travel. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, the Euro step, the gather, the oh my God! It's but it, we, we don't need to. We don't need to litigate uh, travel rules. We all know that it's a bit uh. absurd. But that's why this is frustrating for me. I, I, it's really as far as a story on its own. If Milwaukee Bucks actually ascend to be a much better team than they are. And overcome the healthy Nets, beat a healthy Lakers or a healthy Denver or a healthy Clippers or whoever you want in the finals. This man forgetting about Golden State already. Like Clay ain't coming back next year. Well, listen, they have not been healthy in a while. So I've just every year I'm like, next year, watch out for the Warriors. Oh, no, I'm always, I'm neither of the Nets. always keep, every year. Always they have not one been eye healthy on Golden State. They have State. not been healthy in a while. So, but yeah, or the Warriors, whoever you want. Had the Bucks overcome and done this, it would be such a greater story to me. But you have all it does for me. For the Bucks, it doesn't matter. If you're a Bucks fan, you just want a title. It doesn't freaking matter at all. But for me, like everyone's like, oh, this is awesome. Like Giannis stayed with the Bucks and he got it done with the team that drafted him when nobody expected them to. And the hard way, such a great story. And (laughs) in a way, it sounds like sure, that's cool, but. Look at everything it took for that to happen. A month ago, everyone was talking about how Giannis was probably going to leave the Bucks in the next year or two because they weren't going to get it done. Now, what changed? Well, a, a lot of people had season-ending injuries. And a lot you got, of people. Uh, and you won a title. And it's a great story. And it's super cool to watch. Oh, he's still But gone. at the same time, this is not a reliable way to win a title. Would you you would agree with that, right? Like of waiting course, for all of the stars in the league, it. you will a hundred percent. But what I'm getting at is, for me, this changes nothing from a team like, building perspective. Like from looking at the Pistons, right? We talk the Pistons are our team. We always everyone's excited. We're going to get Cade, and we think that in a few years we might be a superstar, luring a superstar here away from being one of those contenders, right? This right. doesn't change that. Like this doesn't make me think, oh. If Cade is just that player and we surround him with good players, we can win a title. That's not true. We still... I mean, you can. We just saw it happen. Well, but it's not, again, a Don't reliable way. Don't depend on it to be It a, is not a reliable way to win a title. It's not so a way I mean, for a dynasty, no. Say a reliable way to win a title isn't gathering three injury-prone superstars together <laughs> and hoping they can play a full season or even two. In the well, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't necessarily have to be three, but it's building that really, really oh, high end. It's got to be at least two. Yeah. It's got, who, who, well, I mean, the Lakers are without won, two. So they're, they're fine. Well, right, but they, they were, those guys were actually able to stay healthy for that little bit of time. That's right. Shortened season, less games, bubble and environment. They, they and they had two, two of the top five, arguably top five players in the NBA, right? Right, and they got him to actually stay healthy because these guys have had some injury issues as of late. LeBron really as of late. AD had them when he was still in freaking New Orleans as well. I, I mean, who won without these play? Whether it's uh, one of the worst, and I this is not a knock 
because when I made my list, I thought they were going to be way higher because I like this team a lot. One of the lesser teams to win a title in the last 10 titles is the Raptors team that had prime Kawhi, Pascal Siakam, who is a monster, hey, my, and Kyle uh, Lowry. Right that is three really right. good freaking players, not to mention a what at the time was hailed is a very good coaching staff. It has been Why notably are you suspect. Why the gun on this? Because it relates. It, uh, I mean, like that's, it's not, that's three. In the, like, that's a good three, but really only Kawhi is great. Like, you wouldn't compare that to, like, the Nets big three. No, not at all. Um, I mean, had the, had the Nets won the title this year, they would be really high on this list. Um, okay. But they're not. But every – I mean, look, right, we, so we look that's at That's what every... I think the Bucks are like. I mean, and well, yeah, not to spoil it, but that's what I think. Because, yeah, I mean, you look at Middleton, right? Really good player. You look at Drew Holiday, again, a really good player, but I don't think either of those guys are great. Like, if you if you don't have Giannis and say you have Jay Crowder, um, you know, an above-average power forward on a team, and then Middleton's your best player, and then you have Drew Holiday as your number two, and, like, Crowder as that you're three. seven or an eight seed, right. and you're knocked out in the first round. You might not make the playoffs some year. You might not make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, though. You're a seven well, or an eight I seed. I mean, if, and, and let's be real. Oh, I if did Drew want to Holiday, give you some Giannis stats just before we do, and I don't know how far we are into doing the, the top ten, but we got some Giannis stats here, which are just – Insane. I mean, beyond his fifty piece to finish off the series. Yes, beyond the fifty piece, but including the, the fifty, 50 piece, piece, of course. <laughs> that's a hell. That's a hell of an icing on the cake. Let me win yeah. my first title and drop fifty in the process. So there are seven players in NBA history who have fifty points in the finals. Uh, Giannis is obviously one of them, and he's part of the seven. So there's six before him. He's the only player to have 50 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 blocks in uh, in a finals game. Shaq's lazy ass. <laughs> his second half points. So he scored 33 of his 50 points in the second half um, in the clinching game, including 20 points in the third quarter alone. He is just the second player in the past 50 years to score 33 in one half in the finals, uh, joining Michael Jordan. And he is the only player to have multiple 30-point halves in a single final series. Um, that's just the, the free throw ones for, for his own. So I'll skip those. Uh, he is the only player that we mentioned earlier to average, um, 35, 13 and five assists in the finals. Let me see, let me see, check. Yep. 30, 10 and five on sit on 60% shooting, excuse me, part of there in there as well. Um, so first player in NBA finals history to average 30, 10, five assists, 60% shooting. Boop. What do you say? You're doing something right. He just he's Michael. He joins Michael Jordan as the only player with multiple MVPs, a Defensive Player of the Year award, and Finals MVP. And then what's that's because Akeem only has one MVP, right? That's right. Most yeah. points in the title clinching game. Uh, Giannis is tied with Bob Pettit for 50, and there are only one, two, three, that's crazy. four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, nine players, ten now with Giannis, who have multiple MVPs um, and an NBA title. And those players are Kareem, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Wilt Chamberlain, Moses Malone, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Bob Pettit, and Tim Duncan. And the fact that Kobe Bryant is not on that list is a fucking travesty. <laughs> or Shaq. Yeah, or Shaq. Very true. Shaq deserved more than one MVP. 
That man was the most valuable player for plenty of years, and everybody knew it. Which is like, all right, it's crazy, man. This. But let's let's cue Paul in now with his yeah. But Giannis faced a miserable right. opponent for his NBA. Title. Yeah, listen, but so yeah, but Dario Sarge was in the game. Listen, it's not it's not even it's not even about Sarge. Even if Sarge Michael played, Oval candy, not Michael Jordan. This is the dream matchup. The reason that none of these great players have done this in the finals is because they didn't have the luxury of playing a team that literally had no answers for them in the finals. The finals are uh, usually I mean, the best. The Kobe best and 09 against Orlando stands out. <laughs> Look, and Listen, there's, also, there's, there's also certain... Like, not the 60% shooting, but that that, that, that man could have averaged or gotten a 50-piece in that series. I, if you I'll tell you this right now. You, you put this Milwaukee team against... The Shaq Lakers. You put this Milwaukee well, team the against the 04. <laughs> against the you put them against the 04 Pistons. Giannis doesn't put up these numbers. And you know what? The 04 Pistons didn't have any giant dudes. But I guarantee you, Ben Wallace does not let Giannis hey, man, do this Mehmet to them. Okor was seven two. I get gar- right. Elton Campbell. He baby. didn't. He about? didn't play that much. He played. But he didn't, not Mehmet like, Okor he's, was a big reason we down. didn't win the following he's year not, because he wasn't with us in Utah. He's not shutting down he's, Giannis. He's no Darius Sarge. <laughs> my point is, if they play the no, caliber of teams that you are playing, he's not putting yeah, up man, these numbers. If they played the if, best if, team if defense played, ever, yeah, he won. If they play the Warriors, you got ever. If, if they play the Warriors, any of these, he's let's, not putting let's up Let's put him against numbers. a fair matchup. Let's put him against – well, no, Stephen – this is the thing. All these other teams – Well, you can't say fair really because this – small forwards to take up some defense. But I was going to say you, put you him can't... against the Raptors. Do, do I think he would You think Kawhi? You already saw Kawhi league. lock him up. I know. Oh, wait. Are, that's what I'm – so it's a great example. You already saw Kawhi lock – this team is not – much different He's, than the 19 team. What they got, Drew Holiday. Well, okay. hold, hold on, Drew. What, huge Drew upgrade. Drew Holiday there, makes but, a difference, so, and, and Giannis is better, Middleton and Chris Middleton is better. Yeah, Middleton, I, so Chris better in this ago. finals. I Middleton is more consistent. He's not better. He's yes, more consistent. That makes that him makes him better. That makes him better. Marginally, it's the not. Man like has he has the ability to drop a 30 piece on you. He was and he does very, it a little more often, or gets close to it a little more often. That makes him better. He was very good in 2019. Do not discount Middleton in 2019. He was a very good player. He had he was, a poor He had a poor series against the Raptors, but he was a very good player. But So so what did it help then? That is a perfect example. <laughs> Kawhi, as I predicted by the way, he didn't put up these numbers. Any other team, I mean this is the dream matchup for Giannis to put up these numbers. And it's not discount. He still did it. It's, it's great. It's, it's fabulous. Pretty discounted. But when you try to contextualize something by saying, oh, he did this in the finals and nobody's done this in the finals, well, then you got to understand why. Okay, but it's, you... It's, honestly, it's a dumb thing anyway. It's not... I, I don't care. They won the title. It's cool. It's great. He's the finals MVP. It's fantastic. It doesn't have to be more than that. We don't have to it, compare them to all these other players and try to elevate him and say, oh, well, he's the first one to do this in the finals. And he has he did this in the well, finals. And if, he was the first person since since uh, Will Chamberlain. You know what but, I mean? Like, but if you're the we first don't person to do, do that something, to elevate yeah, him. tell me. Because that's super impressive. Uh, like, no, oh, yeah. big deal. You and Michael Jordan? <laughs> so what? Like that's I mean, that's not the attitude. Bob Pettit to drop a fifty piece, and that's a long I, time of like, basketball. I don't. That's fifty plus years of basketball between Bob Pettit and Giannis in a closeout game. In a closeout game, yeah. 
And, yeah. and, a, and a title Think of all these great game. players that had close-out <laughs> NBA impressive. Finals games that didn't do this. Shaq didn't do this. Kobe didn't do this. MJ well, didn't no, do no, this. Hold LeBron on. didn't do this. It, KD didn't it, do this. It makes Steph it, didn't do this. It makes it a lot less impressive because it's it's one. You have one chance a, a season. I mean, there's all. It's one game. It, it's not like you have the whole series to put up those numbers. It's, it's one game. So it's it's not that it's. it's I not mean, that if you would have done it in some of the other games that were clinching games, say you're up three one, just smaller if you did it in game five, you might have won. But instead, you lost. So then you had to go to game six. I mean, they're they're. I, I don't have the NBA encyclopedia in front of me. I'm sure there's been guys that put up fifty points in finals. And losses, and, and I am glad. Well, LeBron did right. Fifty one, eight and eight in game one, and they lost. Uh, but I am glad that you brought up contextualization because uh, uh, I fifteen Cavs. Uh, no, not fifteen. Um. 18, I think, that was a J.R. Smith game. He had 50. I, I don't, and I don't, and I, like, I don't, I don't, want... I don't mind like contextualization, but I think when you cherry pick your contextualization is as bad as cherry picking some of these stats. Because you could say, well, so, Giannis but... did this against this dream matchup, but we have no idea outside of the last, you know, 10 finals of how this team matched up with that. Like nobody on the Nets was stopping Shaq. And nobody shits on Shaq's final well, oh, stats. You're, you're They're not getting, like, oh, Shaq was so, oh, yeah, but did you know he had to go up against Nanad Jason Christich? Collins guarding like, him. Nobody does that. According to Matt, only Shaq could stop Shaq. But that's what I, I don't want to get into this thing where I don't want to talk about why Milwaukee's run wasn't as great as people are making it out to be. That's all you've been doing. I want people, I, I know, what I want what? is I want people to stop trying to Compare them to what everybody else has done. It was a very weird and fortunate season for them. Let's celebrate what they did instead of trying to put them on a pedestal. But, but the comparison is in historically the, to the other comparison teams. is in the numbers that that person put up. They earned that comparison. But they didn't put those numbers up against the same situation that other people put those numbers up. It's a it's a nonsensical comparison, and I don't I don't I have no interest in doing that. And the moment you start doing that is when I'm going to start doing discrediting, basically. And I don't want to do that. I, I want to not make these comparisons because they're nonsense. We don't need they're not to nonsense. compare him. No, I do not. It's, it's we nonsense do not need to, to say Giannis them. is on the level of Michael Jordan or LeBron James. But to say, hey, Giannis's performance right here was on par with this based on these numbers, these metrics, whatever you want to put. But I, th- like, I think that's, that's just also the nonsense. Because he played, LeBron James didn't play against the Suns team. Michael Jordan didn't play against the Suns team. Shaq didn't play against the Suns team. They played against the Nets. So I don't know. It's <laughs> like, a, it is a dumb, it is a dumb comparison. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Yeah, Jeff Foster is, on Shaq. It is a dumb, it is a dumb comparison. It, it doesn't, it, we don't need to do it. There's no reason. Do it to anybody else. There's like, no reason to do this to celebrate Giannis. Don't, don't come, stop. Just stop. In, no, what's because he did it and he earned it. Well, he's he did it this year against this just team. Supposed to be like, so yeah, celebrate bro, him for it. Yeah, it he, was a really good game. He could have given me. He could have given me a tough eighteen. I, it doesn't matter. You, you know what matters to Giannis? He has a Finals MVP yeah, trophy. I think in, it does matter to Giannis because he's out at Chick Fil A ordering fifty nuggets, not forty nine, not fifty one, fifty exactly. Oh my god! You think he would have ordered an eighteen piece? No, Kobe has eighty one olives. Yeah, Damn right. you, you don't think the eighty-one point game matters to Kobe? Is the only time is what Grandma saw him play? You don't think that matters to him? No, I never said it. 
it is he would he doesn't care about the 50 outside of the context that he has a finals mvp trophy in an mvp if they lose this series he doesn't give two shits about the 50 point game but they didn't because he scored 50 right that's my well that's my point the 50 points only matters because he has a finals MVP and a finals yeah, trophy to go points. with it. It matters when you it win. Helped him win the, it, it helped him win yeah. the game that he won the title in. LeBron why, why don't give a shit about his 51-8-8 right eight in game one because it didn't matter. That's what lost. I'm saying. So why we're arguing the same thing. Anyway, moving on because I, I really I, – I do not care to discuss the Bucks anymore. I am sad okay, because – Can we discuss Chris Paul? That's what I'm trying oh, to Paul, do. Paul. Will you let me do you that? Could have talked about how Giannis is the second best power forward ever. No, I not. am. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> All right, stop. Better Everyone than KG and Dirk. I am very sad, not because Giannis finally won. I'm I'm very happy for him. Unlike some people seem to think, I love Giannis. Mm. I think he's fantastic. I am sad because Chris Paul is not winning an NBA title ever. Like, I don't see. I don't see. I, I think this was Chris Paul's last best shot. The only on, way he, he goes to LA probably. next year, yeah. he goes to LA he next goes, year. I mean, it, it might not I happen, but he if he's got five years and he joins a super if team, he at goes the end, to, like, what do you mean five years? He's going to be thirty-eight years old, dude. So, Chris Paul How can get out there and run a team, he, even if he's just the backup. He turned. He turned back the clock. Man, you know how many games this, this man? This man has missed like four seasons of NBA games throughout his career, so he's only like you know. The problem like is they're from injuries, and the injuries age your body far more than playing. Um, it, could he latch on late, late to a team like the Nets? Uh, maybe, maybe uh, I he, guess he could be super. This up is, Derek Fisher. This right. was definitely his last chance to lead a team to a title, and it was. A stars aligning season outside of the fact that Giannis wasn't that's, hurt hurt because that would have been just all the stars that, that's aligning. That's the real reason. That was the real stars aligning for the Bucks was the fact that Chris Paul got up 2-0. Oh, my god. And there's his raps from there. Chris Paul played a fantastic playoffs the whole time. He It, it was incredible. And we talked about – Matt did a little bit, touched on – the difference that Chris Paul made coming to this team, being able to take a team of very young players, especially the good ones. You look at Booker, you look at Aiton, you look at the other pieces they have there. Uh, young team, right? A team that doesn't know what it's like to be on this stage. How Chris Paul hardly knows what it's like to be on the stage. Uh, yeah, playoffs, yes, but stage. playoffs, <laughs> yes. Plenty of playoff experience. New to but him not, too, man. Not finals experience, of course, but. You take these youngins that have not even had the playoff experience and to come in and lead them, but not just be a mentor, but to lead them on the court, to perform like he's 10 years younger than he is. He was excellent so much of the postseason. And in the finals too, outside of game four, Ryan, Where he was it is such Same. a shame so he was not terrible. He, was terrible. he just wasn't exceptional. Was oh my goodness. Glossing. For him to not walk away having led this team to a title, it, it's it's, like it's horrible guess. to me. Ten points it's, on five for thirteen shooting is kind of terrible. Oh my god. That's all that's it? That's all the game is? It's just your shooting percentage? Maybe a five turnover. <laughs> Oh, 
Because I know he had five turnovers in three straight games. They won the first game, though. Or, so the first I, I game that I he had the five CP3. turnovers. I don't see CP3 getting a chance to lead another team to a title. I, I think it's a wrap. Um, and, that, and it changes. For, it's wrong. But it's how, as a society, we contextualize sports. Had he won the title with the Suns this year, it changes everything about his legacy and how he's viewed all time. Oh, then you wouldn't be on here talking about how Chris Paul sucks. It do, it does change his perception, though. You're right. Like, because there are people like, even do, when does it does it does it jump him that much in the hierarchy of point guards for for I think most of the common fans it. It does. So there are people when they're up 2-0 who are already doing that, you, right? You mean the modern fans. Like, Chris Paul is better than X, Y, and Z. And the most ridiculous name you probably see, is, like, consistently is like, oh, Chris Paul, better than, like, Isaiah Thomas. So hold on. But I think for a lot of people who, like, say they don't have him over Stockton or Oscar Robertson or something, um, I think they would have jumped Chris Paul. I don't know how much it would have jumped him for me because I have him. Not over the big O. There's no way. I have him right in like that kind of tier two of point guards where you find Steve Nash and Jason Kidd um, and shit like that. And I think he's already better than than those two guys anyway. So I think for me, he probably would have stayed there. But um, I think for a lot of the modern fans who they might have Stockton ahead of him, they might have Nash ahead of him, um, Oscar Robertson, I think he would uh, – I think he probably would have jumped Why do you keep them. lumping the big O in with Nash – because and I don't John think Stockton. Oscar Robertson is top three, and I think that's where you can get – I think that's where you start to see that tier two where it starts at four. And Oscar Robertson is in there too with Chris Paul and Steve Nash and Stockton and, you know, whoever. Even if I think there's a certain I mean, order of those guys, like Chris Paul is better than Stockton. But I think that's I, I, I think mean, that's have, that tier two. To me, uh, and Oscar obviously Robertson. you have – you have Magic and you have Isaiah and in I people are going to put Curry up there. Steph, you know, I disagree with it. <laughs> Magic, Steph, and Isaiah, tier one. So that that's your three, right? Yep. And I don't think Chris that? Paul with the title would have cracked that three. I don't see. Even though he's all good, he's probably top five right now. I mean, I, 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 I'll put in. I, I, I'll say right now, I, I'm considered among us for sure one of the biggest Curry haters in the world. Even though it's nothing against Curry, I, I'd take Chris Paul over Curry any day. I don't. Looney Tunes. But we're not, we're not talking about that. See, that's, I don't know. Cause I don't. I have a problem. Steph's not a point guard to me. He's a guard, absolutely. He's not a point guard to me. All right, we're right, shot. Phillips, calm down. He's not. It's it's just it's that positionless basketball to me. Where with the teams that he's been on, so many guys that can a get their own shots, along with him being a good passer. I'm not saying he's not. It's just the way he plays basketball. He's he plays more of a shooting guard to me than he does a point guard. What about and your boy? Just, what about your boy Magic? Who's out here playing center? It, and not just him. Yeah, but he was still their Magic could play all five positions. All right, so is, so is uh, he's still their point guard. No, but the way he ran it, the offense was as a point guard. Steph no, Matt, Matt, so Matt many is shots super for a right. point guard. Matt is super right, and it's not just Steph. Everyone on that team can pass the ball, right? Like everyone, you have seen Draymond but, bring the ball up the court. Yeah, Clay it, can bring not, it up. I mean, you had that was what, Clay, that's Clay what made those teams Clay so great. The, literally strength in numbers. He can. He just he, doesn't. He Hold on. He can. He can. He can. Stop. He can. No. Oh my he cannot. Disrespect. He can. He no. doesn't. But so, like, when the Warriors I, I, were the Warriors, they had three 
good like distributors. And then they obviously had uh, Kevin Durant too, who could just bring the ball up. And even if he's not passing, he could still score. But like Igu- Iguodala can, can handle the ball. The ball. Like no, Durant can, but usually they wouldn't run the offense through Durant. Or if Durant brought it up, you probably just pulling it up and splashing it in your face. But like Draymond can run the offense. Uh, Iguodala could run the offense. Durant could, although they didn't ask him to so much. Uh, but Steph was still the point guard of the team all the he, time. I, yes, he's a point guard, but he's not a point guard in the same way. It's different. I don't think I mean, any he, of these guys look, are really look, point guards in the same way, except like Nash and Stockton. But like Isaiah was a so little it's different. It's almost a completely... Isaiah was a little different, but still dropped 20 points and 13 rebounds for a season. <laughs> like, he still played while getting his. He was absolutely getting his team involved. I mean, Isaiah was much more of a point guard than stuff, but I don't, I don't want to do, especially in modern basketball, it, these positional That's what I mean, position barriers. Basketball it's, it's, it's not, to, to it's not the pass, same. It wasn't. It, it's different, and it's not a, it's not a knock on him that he's not a true point guard. It works for it, them. It's, it's not, fine. I still it just, as a point guard. When, when you are evaluating in your your ranking positions, it, it does muddy the waters a bit, and. When you're ranking by position, I mean, I, I wouldn't have Curry up there. I would. I think he's exceptional, but I, I I wouldn't have him in the top three point guards ever. But and we talked about this before when Dylan was super hating on CP3. <laughs> point guard historically has kind of a weaker talent pool. I know you got well, you, like you got Chris I mean, Paul at four. It's, it says something. I think it's just. The, the position where greatness really stands out because like the quarterback, they have the ball most of the time. So these guys are the, 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 the top, top guys are going to stand out a little more and uh, it's going to be harder to reach that upper echelon. Than I, it is the thing is though, I don't know because they're usually like so, the least athletic guys on the team or at least the smallest, maybe least athletic isn't the right word, but in, yeah, a, small, in, a, shortest, in smallest, a sport yeah. that's traditionally dominated by height, like you're by the, you're the smallest guy. On, on the floor. So, but no, I see what Paul's saying. When you start to look at Steve Nash, and you're like, maybe he's top five in this position. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. Because I don't know if there's another I, position like, where you look at that, and you're like, oh, this guy's top five. And you're like, oh, really? And you start to think I, back. I mean, how like, many times is the best player in the league, how, how many times has the best player in the league been a point guard? Oh, I'm not Steph. talking about a point guard winning MVP. I'm not talking about a point guard. He's never been once ever close to the best player in the NBA. I'm not talking about winning an MVP. I'm talking about like you are the best player in the NBA. Okay. How by, often is your a point guard? Magic. Yeah, that was to say by your by your recognition, it's magic. Just magic. And, it's and, only and, magic. And that's really it. Because even when the Big O was the Big O, I mean, people were still looking at Wilt and Russell before they were looking at Oscar. It, it's just it's just magic. Forwards have clearly been. In that best player, centers uh, back in the day, not as much anymore, have clearly been a best player in the NBA. Uh, shooting guards, even right? Yeah. But point guards, it's magic, and you don't. And even if you take your top ten players, like how many of them are point guards at a given time ever? And uh, as Matt said, today's modern basketball very positionless. It muddies the waters a ton, but. It's but in that Chris Paul is a traditional point guard, H, and I and that's part maybe, of what endears me. That's why you keep losing, bitch. 
And not, and not just – so So when we're talking about traditional point guard things, we're obviously well, talking really about offense, running the offense, being a facilitator, right. being that Averaging leader. Averaging a bunch of assists but, and getting yours when they're available. What I love about Chris Paul is he brings that on the other end too. He brings it on, on the other end far the more yeah, he does. than Mo. Listen, he gets the job done. Yep. So did John Stockton. John Dirty. Stockton was sweet. And dirty as all hell. Bitch ass Stockton. That's right. It's like a small. Oh my god. They worked two, two peas in a pod. So at the end of the day, do you think this was CP3's last best chance to lead a team to a title? Because I think it's I think it's kind of a wrap. I mean to lead a team, yeah. But to win to be part of a team. Yeah, I mean, I mean anyone look, can latch on when you're 50 years old look, to a team that's like I mean, going to win a title. You know, really latch. like if he goes to the Lakers next year, them and the I'm, Nets are you know one and two well, as far as the favorites go. So if he goes to the Lakers next year, he's going to need to pull his weight because the Lakers have no depth. Well, that's so, but, yeah, but it's not going to stay that way. I think you're going to see some changes. I mean, yeah, in the shit, neither, neither did the Bucks. changes. How a lot of these teams they that have win no, don't have anymore. They have Dump no contracts trade. of players that don't do anything and bring in guys that will. They they have no trade chips. You're not building an entire have, depth roster from free agency. Mm-hmm. Like, what you mean? The oh ca- my goodness! The, ca- the Cavs are asking for Caruso, so you know they'll get, uh, <laughs> get Kevin Love oh back for him. No, Caruso is your depth. Don't give up, Caruso. Oh my goodness! You need Bring to Kevin stop. Love Caruso's in LA. One. Caruso's one of the, your best players left. I know. That's why they're going to trade him. That's right. That's why. Oh that's why it's valuable. I mean, he would he would have a much better time if he wants to win a title going to the Nets. Take take a cheap contract and go to the Nets and ride them to a title. Like, I mean, I don't know how many point guards he he can have on one team. Best point guard on that team. I don't know that he wants that. (laughs) Although, is Harden Harden's a shooting guard, right? Yeah. Oh, Kyrie said he was the shooting guard. Another another positionless positionless team team. there between Kyrie. Hold on, though. And James Harden. Kyrie and Harden have handles, okay? I'm not like, saying they don't. Especially, so especially Kyrie. Kyrie Hold has up. probably the Are best handles in the whole Steph NBA. Steph doesn't have handles? Steph no, but Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson does not. Oh, this is very true. No. <laughs> this is very true. He, he can't even dribble. This is, this is very true. Like, no, he can dribble. He can bring the ball up if he has to, but he does not have <laughs> handles. I mean, no. hang on. Draymond doesn't have handles either. He brings the ball up all the damn time. Yeah, that's what I said. I said Clay can bring the ball. Like, Ryan's you don't have said to have can. handles to be bringing the ball up. But, but when, when we're talking about facilitating be and being dribble. in that point guard mold, you do have to have. Draymond handles. can dribble the ball. He right. doesn't have handles. That's right. Sometimes he can play keyboy. He sticks that arm out, and you, you ain't getting this ball. Right. Right. Both both like both magic. guards magic both guards for the Nets are both guards of the Nets are capable of playing. That, I that one. I was just saying that because Kyrie to. came out because they asked him, like, who's the point guard and yeah. the shooting guard? And he's like, I'm the shooting guard. James is the point guard. And they were like, all right. I so that's, 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 is, that's the only reason I said it. All right. I mean, that's just a dumb that's answer. Right. Answer, but it's, I, it would be, I mean, think of the, the versatility of lineups the Nets would have. Yeah, throw CP3 into that. I don't think it's such a dumb because, like, even when they were all playing together, like Harden wasn't getting thirty and fifteen like he was in Houston, but he was getting fifteen and fifteen. So it was just like a better fifteen assists, a more productive fifteen assists, and he was just kind of chilling back and scoring. It's the efficiency. It's the team efficiency goes up so much. 
and that's what I, well, that's what you're giving I'll giving say it a thousand brands. times. The, the Nets were walking to a title this year. No one was even slowing the Nets down, except injury. That's this is the problem is, is, they, is, is they can't walk without karma. tearing in Achilles. <laughs> Every time they take I'm a step, so, something falls I, apart. I am. I didn't even want the Nets to win because I very much despise a lot of that team and and how it's been constructed. You can say but James Harden's a bitch. I get James Harden, my favorite bitch. of the the big three. No, but I, I my wallet is aching because I got fantastic odds because they didn't have James Harden when I bet on them, and I bet on them at the end of last season because I was oh, like, I'm telling you guys, Kyrie and, and KD. I knew I I felt they were the best team. Like I I really thought they were the best team in the Man, NBA. You should put like, that money when, on Milwaukee, when KD shouldn't came you? Back. That's right. What should have had some belief <laughs> in the Greek freak? Yeah. You know, the I real didn't thing think the they finals, were going to die. The real thing the finals told us is that Giannis can win MVP again because they for sure as hell weren't going to give it to him if he'd never won a finals. After giving it to him twice, that's the rules. You can't lose in the playoffs twice anymore. Twice and, and then stinkers? Well, I, I almost feel like after you ca- cross that through, I think the second one is the hardest to win, to nah. be honest. Like, I don't. One, once you cross that threshold, once you cross that threshold, MVP. Oh, I think it's the third. Once you cross, once you cross that threshold, and you're a multiple MVP winner. It it puts you on that next level where they're like, yeah, I mean, this guy's going to be in the discussion every single year. Kobe only won one, dude. That that's Kobe. not his fault. But I'm not that blaming man has him. Three taken from him. I am I am using it as a point to illustrate how hard it is even, to get number two. Because even as good as Giannis was this year, he was never in the discussion, and he put up like the same numbers that he did. What is how many does Last LeBron year. have? Three or four? LeBron has four. LeBron has four. LeBron has four, and he could have arguably had could have should have had ten. six to ten. But again, <laughs> it's it doesn't. Once you've won a few, it doesn't matter, right? Like it does. You, I mean, sure, you I'm sure it matters. Yourself, like, like you always want I mean, to win it, MVP it, if you're in the yeah, Oh, it definitely matters. matters. LeBron, Listen, have as many as I have heard plenty of LeBron crying. I can promise you, it matters to them. I I know it matters to him, but. Once you like get you a couple, know Kobe's I mean, pissed as all hell. He only has one. Well, you you does, know KD Shaq's doesn't pissed. Have, Shaq will tell you. Does KD oh, have yeah. a second MVP? KD, no, he only has one. And KD's been the second best player in the NBA for a decade. Pretty much. I mean, it's and he he only has one, and it's not like LeBron's won it every year. There's been Steph's years for him two? to win it. It is so. I'm sorry. Steph has two. Yep. Steph has two, two yeah. Two in but a row. So and then Steph, they blew a three-one lead, and then they were like, "Well, he's never getting it again." <laughs> Steph is in the perfect mold. They of didn't blow NBA a three-one like, lead, he, Jesus. Wait, well, yes, they, they did. They blew a three-two no, lead because NBA cheated in Game Five. Is that better? Oh my Which god! Ended everything. You need ended to everything. Stop. Andrew Bogut got hurt. Whole team got ruined. Right. Yeah, we yeah, might hey, as yeah, well talk, have folded. Talk, talk about an injury that matters. Forget Darius Harris. We, we, we might as well have hey. folded the league. Oh my god! You you look at how that Warrior team ran its offense with Andrew Bogut. No, no, all right. No, Speaking Bogut, of Bogut the Warriors, this is no, perfect. Bogut we're talking little, about how bigger loss than sorry. How great the Warriors have been with their million combined MVPs through their title runs. We've talked about how this three. has been it's three combined. They had less than the freaking Cavs had. Three is a lot. Fire. We just established how hard it is to win multiple. It's a lot. 
Yeah, they had three. They had Steph and It's Katie. a lot, okay? And a lot of people will tell you Draymond should have won an MVP. Which is ridiculous. So, what? It is ridiculous, <laughs> but there are people out there. Oh, no, there were two Daddy years in a row. There were campaigns. There were Draymond. <laughs> league MVP? Yes. No. Yes. No, I, it's was fine. I don't care. Thing ever. Bro, were you in Saginaw I, I agree. when you heard these discussions? <laughs> 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 are you outside the green home? <laughs> anyway. We talked about how it was stars aligning for both of these teams to get here. And oh, had good. anything Paul's least had favorite thing close, doing his thing. Had anything close to normal happened, we would have probably had a very different finals. So we want to kind of contextualize just how down this finals was. We went the, back. That, we're including this that year. That was not the goal of the exercise. <laughs> well, it's we what we're doing. Have really, you listened to the podcast? Really I, just, I just want to be so. clear <laughs> to the audience that it was not the here. Let's let's do this so that we can prove this. It was just let's just do this. That's It'll true. Be fun. Well, it it made it brought up the discussion. It prompted the discussion. So ten, ten the last ten, including this year's box, the last ten title winners. And we are going to quickly see how ridiculous you have to be to win a modern NBA title. We're going the last 10, including the Bucks this season. You guys can start. We're going to start at the bottom, right? Is that what we agreed to do? Yep. We're going to start at number 10, the worst title winner of I, the I last I, I 10. Which is still won a title. At the top because there's not going to be any discussion there. Or at least very little. I think there, I think there may be discussion because there's, okay, but I think there, most there's of the discussion is going to be at the bottom. Hang on, which which year was better, seventeen or eighteen? That's pretty right. much the discussion. So, yeah, okay, let's, do we really want to? Do we really want to start at the top? Because everyone okay, has the well, same I, top, and everyone. All right, I have seventeen. Yeah, I have a seventeen. The, the seventeen same. warriors. Okay. Same. So the, now let me make let me lay out my case real ah, quick, no, and then you guys can tell me if you disagree. Everyone knows. Oh, there's no there's, so, there's no case, there's no case that needs to be made. Well, no, the case is why they're better than eighteen. They cared more. It's <laughs> about all I think about. They cared. Katie, more. Katie liked his coach and teammates. Yep, Katie was still happy. It w- oh my goodness! <laughs> it was Katie's first year with the Warriors. He just joined the team that won more games than any team in NBA history, and they NFL just straight history. up added the You're second right best player right. in the yeah, NBA yeah, to one, it. One more, one more than that. Either, either way, <laughs> Katie had never won a title. Katie, like this, is super hungry. Everyone's everyone's happy. It's excited. It's their first year together. They lost one game the whole playoffs. They had the number one offense, the number two defense, absurd ratings the whole playoffs. They straight up just dominated. They literally cruise controlled 67 games in the regular season, like not even a little bit trying. Um, this might, <coughs> was it this year or the year before that, um, not Kerr, uh, what's his name, had to step in and coach like 27 games and they won them all or something. No, that, 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 that was 16. 16. That was 16. We're that might have been 16. Yeah, That's yeah, why Walt, I asked. Walton was already um, in, so, was in LA. So add KD to that team, right? Like add add a KD that's really hungry and has never won a title to that team. This team is not only the best team of the last 10 to win a title. Hang on. Maury Spate in my wasn't opinion. on this team. <laughs> I'm sorry? Not most. <laughs> oh, they are, in my opinion, by far, and it's not even close, the best team in NBA history. I don't, I don't think it's even close. Oh, I'm not but, so we're all in agreement. But so we're all in agreement <laughs> about this list. They're best number team of this one. decade for sure. So I assume you guys also have the 18 Warriors as number two. I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, now this yeah, I assume this, is going to prompt is, yeah, discussion. This is where probably going to be the first. Discussion. This is where the discussion talks. 
What is the third best title team of the last time? I got the Heat of 2012. I, I do not have that. I have the Cavs of 2016. Yo, I mean, you, hang so on, I, hold on. You said NBA champions, not asterisk NBA champions. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let me, so let me delete have... the Lakers last year then. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no. I, I have the 2013 Heat. What? So, let me put it this way. In 2012, the Heat didn't have Ray Allen. Didn't need him to steamroll to 66 wins and steamroll to the I, title. Um, <laughs> it is, I, I although I, it's, it's not really a differentiator between 2012 and 2013, but it's the last year that Dwayne Wade was really healthy. Um, it's harder to repeat than it is to win. I, I think everyone would agree with that, um, especially when you finally got over that hump and in the pressure is just fallen off. Is the hunger still there? They had to go through, in 2012, the Heat had to go through the Thunder. The Thunder, while an exceptional team that had three Hall of Fame players on it, those players were not nearly as good as they are today. Well, Russ was probably, but KD and Harden were not the players back then that they are today. They're much better today. They were very young and they were not ready for it. Now, I don't want to discount what the 2012 Heat ran through in the Eastern Conference either, and especially get it done the first time. But the 2013 Heat, they ripped off 27 games in the regular season straight without dropping a game. And I mean, they still that's lost crazy. eight more games they, than the year before. They they won <laughs> 66. They they won 66 games. No, that right? was the 12 like team. They, no, that's 13. No, 13 won 58 games. No. Did I look the wrong year? Maybe I looked at the wrong year. Oh God! Hold on. Jesus. I'm talking about the season it ended in 13. Because that's when they won the title. They won 66. They won 58 in two. They didn't even win the title the year they won 58 games. Yeah, I read it wrong. My bad. <laughs> so, do you have the 2013 heat in this spot? Um. Yes. Do you know who you have uh, in the I'm, spot? I'm, I'm switch. I'm making a quick switch. I'm changing twelve to thirteen. <laughs> All right. Um. Another thing that makes this team so great to me is the team that they beat. Um. I think the 2013 Spurs, and I think it was very much proven in 2014, were an incredible, incredible team. And I will talk more about the Spurs as we get a little further down this list. Um. I, I, this was the best iteration of the Heat to me, and. They, while the Warriors would have still beat them with KD, um, I, I think this team was <coughs> exceptional. I mean, we, we all know how good Wade and Bosch and LeBron were together. And they had some depth, too. It wasn't, I mean, they did the heavy lifting, but they had decent players. We talked about Ray Allen, Mario Chalmers, underrated player, I think, Mario Chalmers. They had Battier. <laughs> what? Mario Chalmers. Nothing. Mario Chalmers. Do we he not agree? Do you not like him? No. Like, he's okay. Do you think he's bad? He's okay. Oh. He's a good player. There's nothing special. He's, he's an okay player. player. Regardless, th- this team you can pass the ball to LeBron. was the yeah, best exactly. team that LeBron has been on. And he was, not only is it the best team LeBron's been on, but LeBron was at the peak of his powers. He, he was, by far, in my opinion, the best player the NBA has ever seen at this point in time. 
Uh, I have this team easily above everyone else. I think it's really interesting that you said the Cavs, Ryan? Yeah, man, the 16 Cavs. I think it's really... Uh, I mean, I think it's crazy, but... Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I think it's really easy to discount how good this Cavs team was, just like as a... Even as a total for all those years. handed to them by the Warriors. Right, because they were fa- facing the greatest team of all time. <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously the next two years and then the year before their their other two guys got hurt. But the offense on this team uh, was really just insane. I think the final form of this team with Kyrie being the second banana, I think that's the best a LeBron teammate has ever played in the final form of it. I don't think he's better than Anthony Davis. I don't think he's better than Dwayne Wade. But in like that final series in particular – there was nothing that they could do with Kyrie. He was, you know, basically just as unstoppable as LeBron was. Obviously, he hit the the shot of shots right in in Game Seven, maybe the most famous shot in in NBA history. But we hear it all the time. We heard it a little bit when he was with the Heat, and then definitely now it is every team that LeBron goes to is oh they need to surround them with shooters, right? That way you can just have point LeBron and then a bunch of shooters around him. And the 16 Cavs were able to do that with Kyrie, Kevin Love. Um, you had Richard Jefferson on that team, J.R. Smith on that team. I think even Mike Miller made his way to the to the Cavs that year. Um, so they're just a bunch of guys who fit really well with what LeBron was doing. And LeBron was a better player, I think, when he was with the Heat. But I don't think he was as, as smart as he was. Um, and in again in this finals, kind of in this peak, uh, in this peak Cavs sixteen form, he left it all out there in the finals, and that's really as good of a LeBron as uh, as we've ever seen. Even if for the entire season he wasn't as dominant as he was when he was winning, um, you know, MVPs with the uh, with the Heat. And as far as this, you know, this Cavs team, well, like I said, man, I really. I really like the offense, and they were a super good – it's a really good team, and I think it's easy to get lost in history because the other team that they were there, that they were facing, was just better than them pretty much every single year except for this one magical year where, you know, yeah, you, you had to get a, a little bit of help to to, to do it, right? But From even, the league. But in that game five, I mean, that's still the game that, that LeBron and Kyrie both scored uh, – you know, both scored 40 points. 40. Um, but you had, and this team even had some you know, semblance of depth. Obviously, you had the you had the three guys. You had Richard Jefferson, who you probably didn't think he was going to be a contributor, but he ended up being really big for them. Uh, you had a guy like Tristan Thompson, who, you know, not, not the same player as Mario Chalmers, right? But when you say his name, you, you kind of laugh a little bit. But he was important to him. You know, he was, he was his best on defense back then. Um, and he's just an offensive rebounding like m- machine that really helped the Cavs get a lot of extra possessions, get it out to LeBron, get it out to some of the other uh, some of the other shooters that he had. And it was really, yeah, I mean, Dwayne Wade could do it. He's just not as good of a shooter as Kyrie is. But there were like plays that LeBron can take off and say, "Here you go, uh, you know, here you go, Kyrie." Like this, this half of a quarter is yours. And you can do that a little bit with Anthony Davis, but you still probably need somebody to get Anthony Davis the ball on most possessions. Um, and you can do it with Dwayne Wade. The only kind of shitty part about doing it with Dwayne Wade 
is you kind of know what Dwayne Wade's going to do, and he's a good enough player that sometimes it can't be stopped. Uh, but the Kyrie is just more of a threat kind of around the court. And to me, it allowed the Cavs to do um, a little bit more than what either of those either of those Heat teams could do. But that was still a, a really good Cavs team. And, you, I mean, you look at the team that they beat, right, a 73-9 team, and it's all jokes now because they blew the lead. But this <laughs> is still a 73-9 team. Matt, you need to stop. Ryan, oh, I want to start. I want to start by saying. Well, I want to talk about them more when we get to them in our list. But I want to start by saying I actually agree my with list. every. Oh my god! I put asterisks at the bottom. <laughs> oh my god. Why would you do that to the Lakers? Oh, they near the bottom too for that 2020 squad. Don't worry, <laughs> I, ain't that, I ain't that high on last year's team. Ryan, I, I want to start by so saying I I absolutely agree with everything you said about Kyrie in the context of LeBron has never ever played with anybody else that could take that offensive burden like he can. It's not even close to me. I, AD is not even close. AD is a better basketball player overall, I think. Um, but as far as Kyrie can go out and get forty points. Um, Kyrie can handle the rock, handle the rock really well. It's wonderful, but there's a couple things that separate the Heat teams from this Cavs team and the teams ahead of this Cavs team, which I think I I have the Cavs team a little bit more down. Not that they weren't great. And again, this to me just illustrates how (laughs) you stop this. This is a, this is a great example of how stacked you have to be to win an NBA title in the modern era, because you have this team at number three. Uh, we'll get to where I have them. It's a few spots so down the list, and then and then Matt has them near the end of the list, right? No, 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 not you near just, the end. Not no. near the end. Matt oh my god! The end. Very bottom Matt, with a to... big old ass. So you're, you don't even count. Do you don't? Your opinion don't even count. I oh, we're ignoring Matt. I'm speaking to you, Ryan. Um, the fact that we are all so varied on this team, and you laid out all the reasons they're so great. Just illustrates yeah, so how great. ridiculous got blown out one ten to seventy seven in game two. Matt, you need to stop. Thirty three points with everyone healthy. Jeez. Please stop. I mean, guess what it allowed them to do, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> it allowed them to not run out again. Ryan, uh, some things that I think really separate this: Kyrie better than Wade. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. Bosh, a lot better, especially as a two way player than Love. In my that's opinion, that's because they misused Love. You need to stop. I'm talking to Ryan. You need to sit in the corner. You sit in the corner and cry with asterisk tears. Ryan, for you. I think Bosh and Kevin Love, as much as I love Kevin Love, and there's a big difference there. I also think that Heat team had a lot better depth. And one of the things that we are not going to talk about enough on this list, because especially in the NBA, talent overshadows all, but something that really does make a difference to me with these these great teams that get to the next level, and it's the same thing with the next team on my list, which we'll get to in a minute, coaching matters. And the 2016 Cavs had a fake coach. They had a coach that's not really a coach. He's not adding anything to their team. He is not elevating them in any way, making them now, he, better than the they are. The player to get hurt. Spo is one of the elite, elite coaches in the NBA. He was able to take and not listen. He had all the talent in the world. I'm not saying they won because of Spo, but there's no doubt in in, in per, and ask anyone that follows the NBA. Like no one's going to disagree and say, "Oh, Spo's not the Spo is an incredible coach." The amount of levels between Spo is an NBA coach and Tyron Lewis an NBA coach is insurmountable. Like, only, one, could, only one of them Tyron got bounced Lewis. in the first round this year. 
Tyron could live a thousand a thousand lifetimes, and he would never come close to what Spoles is a coach. That makes a difference to me. So you have the depth, you have the huge gap in coaching. Your your the third the third leg of your big three, I think, especially as a two way player. Although credit to Love, who especially closing out, especially closing out the Warriors. Kevin Love played some lockdown D on Steph Curry of all people. Bosch was better both ways. And and I think all those things really separate the Cavs. And as much as I hate to dive into the stupid narrative, it's easy to argue that the 16 Cavs weren't the best team that season. You could say the same it's thing. It's an easy about the argument to make. I and I knew you were gonna go there. But the team that the Heat had to play is better than the team the Cavs had to play. And that brings us to number four on the list. Wait. What? Hang on. Back yeah. it up. The team the Heat had to play in the 2013 finals. So the 2013 Spurs are better yes, in your mind better than, the tw- the than the 2016 Warriors. Warriors. Got it. Yes. And that is why, and that is why the 2014 Spurs are the fourth team on my list. Same. They're they're the fourth team on mine. What? And I, so I have them over both oh those eight teams because I thought they were better in 13. I thought they sh- they should have won the title. Um, and it was you know basically the same the same team next year running back. Uh, and then they dominated running back, but with a healthy Tony Parker. And then you know so they, I'm, and I'm then actually... they dominated both. You know, they dominated that Heat team. Um, so I gave the Spurs the nod at four over both of those two teams. So I'm actually shocked here. One, that me and Matt have the same top four is kind of pretty surprising to me. Uh, but that we all three have the same four here. And the biggest surprise of it to me is, one, I wouldn't say it's necessarily controversial, but it's easy for this to not be your pick at four, of course. But if you have the Heat, 2013 Heat at three, and you have... The Spurs, 2014 Spurs at four. Um, I'm surprised you can then put the Cavs on the pedestal that you do. Um, the 13 Heat that obviously overcame the Spurs team, which but all it of overcame the Spurs team thanks to injuries. Tony Parker, his hamstring was gone, so now you're stuck with Manu Ginobili handling the rock, and he turned the ball over eight times in the fourth quarter. Like it's a completely different situation that allowed for Ray Allen to hit that game-winning shot. The following year, you had a healthy Tony Parker, and the Heat had no chance. There's actually an argument to put the 2014 Spurs in the did third you, spot over the say, 2013 Did you just Heat. say that the Heat had no chance? Uh, in the following year, they lost in five games. How much of a chance do you think they so, had? So, first of all, are we acting like Wade was super healthy in 2014? Do you want to do that? I'm just saying. The Spurs oh, looked to be okay. the better team against the 2013 Heat in those finals. Until I don't think Tony, they did. Until Tony Parker personally. went down. I disagree what, with Kawhi that, was out but there I, I'll allow it. Bum-ass. It's not it, It's not a ridiculous argument. I just don't agree with it. Regardless, we all have the 2014 Spurs at four. So we obviously thought very highly of the 2013 Spurs, which, as Ryan eloquently put, is the same team. You know what the difference is between these two teams? In 14, they won the title. Made free throws and rebounds. Tony Parker's health and Kawhi got better. In 14, they won the title. I just talked about coaching and how important it is. The 2014 team is the last last (laughs) team. For real. The 2014 Spurs team is the last team that I truly saw 
this huge, they had a great collection of talent. The Spurs had plenty of talent in 2014, but the ball movement of this team, the coaching schematics of how they ran this team, of, of how Pop put this team together, elevated them even so much more than that compared to all these other teams. Like, yeah, the Warriors had great ball movement and great scoring ability and great defense, but look at their team. I mean, you couldn't not, right? Like, you had just absurd player after absurd player. The Spurs had really good players. If they won in 16, though, you could say the same thing without Durant. Because I think it was the number one offense and number one defense. Um, And their ball movement was obviously way crazier without having Well, they did win 73 games, which no one had done before, which is absurd. But we'll we'll get to them later. But they played the game so beautifully. Because the NBA decided to suck a big fat dick. (laughs) We all have 2014 Spurs at four, which is fantastic. Moving on to number five, I have the 12 Heat. Same. I have the, I have it, the 13 Heat because I think they are better than the 12 ones. And so do you guys. We just have a different uh, – So do we, but we have two slots higher. So, obviously, you have the best iteration of the Heat. We have the other iteration of the Heat that was almost as good as the 13 Heat. Um and it's, it's pretty much that simple. They were almost as good as the 13 Heat, which we just spent a ton of time on talking about why they were so great. No, they didn't have Ray Allen, but this was still a really, really, really good team. Chris Bosh, Wade, LeBron, still coached by Spo, still most of the main caliber players. And this was hungry, hungry LeBron, right? Because this was LeBron's first title. Yep. This is the hungriest he would ever be. All the doubters, all the, all the failure of 2011 weighing on them i think this was the year you know it might have been 13. this was the year that they he accepted being the villain it was oh for sure he embraced it even yeah and i it was either this year or 13 was the year that he had like two months that he shot like 50 40 90 um which for him in his game it, i mean yeah you've seen stuff do it a bunch of times but for LeBron and the way LeBron plays the game, it's a little bit more of a feat, especially with his struggles at the free throw line. I, he was so for, locked for in. For two months, he played like Chris Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just stop. Um, both of these teams were incredible. We we have we all have the 13 heat a hair above, um, but the 12 heat are right there, and that's why they're right under the Spurs. The Spurs split these teams. So I assume... I actually, I don't even want to assume because Ryan's kind of jumbled the list, disrespecting the Heat a little bit. Um, in number six, who do we have at number six? I have the the twelve Heat, the team we just talked about. Okay, I think so, okay, so that makes sense. Who who do you have, Matt? I have the nineteen Raptors. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I well, I mean, I don't have them that much further down the list. Hey. I have the fifteen Warriors. That um, that was my decision for this spot between those two teams. But I, so, I just so feel I, like if they matched up, that Kawhi would have a big enough effect. I'm to trying to. Series. I don't know if this was Steph's first MVP season or if it was the season before. Fifteen was the first one. Um, yeah, it was his first. But one. it was fifteen. Yep. Yeah. This is when he catapulted into the forefront. I, I want to say he shot. Honestly, like I don't know, forty-five percent from three for the season. Yeah, Ridiculous. before he rolled his he ankle really, like, against Memphis. <laughs> Yeah, before he rolled his ankle against Memphis. Um, this team lost two games at home all season. Before the – I don't have postseason numbers. Um, the whole season they lost two games at home. That's pretty good. And this team, 
They won 67 games um, before they obviously won a record 73. was without KD. Uh, this is when the homegrown big three put themselves completely on the map. Like, we have finished what Mark Jackson started. Like, we are here, and Kerr put them over the top, if you're a believer that that was the difference. But really, to me, it was <laughs> these guys all kind of started peaking together. They all they, they all started the getting peak of their powers again. to get. Oh my goodness! Bullet all right, so so combination, and you know what? I'll accept that. I'll accept a combination of coaching helped them all peak at the same time. We all know how good the big three was. Their big three, even before KD joined the roster, obviously wasn't as good as when KD joined. But this team was so so good, and they also. Blitz through the playoffs. Um, they lost. I think they went like sixteen and four, something like that. They didn't lose very many playoff games. Um, and in that LeBron Cavs team, the one that yeah. finally got the best of them next season. Now this is where injuries play a huge role, and yeah. this is where this is where I can understand having this team lower. The two thousand fifteen Warriors, not nearly like this year's Bucks, not even close. But every team they played on their path to the finals had some injury issues every single one so one of their main players including famously in the finals lebron was literally playing by himself and still took them to six games i understand if you want to knock them for that i can i can dig it i even if you want to say the warriors would have lost in 15 i I would be okay with that this team was still super super good they had a nine maybe even 10 deep roster. And I'm talking playoff roster. I'm not talking like, yeah, you can run 12 guys out there in the regular season because it's a regular season. I'm talking about in the playoffs, you are comfortable running nine or 10 people out there. I mean, you still have Iguodala and Sean Livingston coming off the bench. David Lee coming off the bench. Like this was a really, really good team. The most Bates coming off the bench. Spates another one. Now I I chose the Raptors because this was a team that had been good for a while but wasn't quite able to make that jump until you brought in a Finals MVP, you know, and one of the best defensive players in the league in Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but you got the best out of the players around Kawhi as well. You know, I think I mean you had an upcoming Pascal Siakam that came out of nowhere and played fantastic. Serge Ibaka was playing really well. Uh, old point guard that we all love to disrespect was actually playing well. Um, so I just think that that combination and the leadership with Kawhi defensively and his scoring ability, I just put them a slight notch above these young upstart warriors who had never been here, came out of nowhere to do this. I just thought the, the Raptors were a little bit more seasoned and would were a better team overall uh, when it came down the stretch as well. You know, yeah, they got really lucky with who they beat, who they faced. Because if it's a healthy Warriors team, I'm not talking about those Raptors, and those 19 Warriors are probably right behind the 17 Warriors at the top of this list. But that's not what happened. That, you know, KD with his issues, Clay with his issues, and the Raptors took it. But the squad that that Raptors had was a good squad and led by a Finals MVP. So I have them just one notch above the 15 Warriors. And that's super – the difference to me is – it's a little bit depth. Coaching's probably a wash. Um, Siakam was just arriving. Um, and I don't think Siakam 
should be put he's up deriving, there. Deriving, but he dropped what thirty-two points in the first game of the finals. With Draymond. Um, he, oh, he was awesome, like that. but he was not. And we've seen since that he's not necessarily. I mean, he's not. He's not the star of the a, team. He's not the number one option. No, he's not. He's not right there. And then, so who would you rather have had it, it, back then? Would you rather have had Draymond or would you rather have had Siakam? Oh, Draymond. I mean, because that's that's your comparison, right? And then, would you rather have had Kyle Lowry or would you rather have had Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson. I mean, it's Clay Thompson in a landslide. So that's those are the kind of things that start to separate for me. Would I take Kawhi over Steph? Sure, but. I, not a big enough gap, I think, to make up those other things, and I think the Warriors were deeper, and that that change that that's what breaks up the calculus for me. Um, but I I get it either way, it it makes sense. Um, these Raptors didn't have to play LeBron. I mean, we nope. all know what would have happened if they did. <laughs> Probably, we'd seen it years we, and years and years before. <laughs> so many years. Oh God, the Raptors have to hate LeBron so much. But I, I have no problem with you putting them here. Um, it makes sense, but that that's what separates the Warriors for me. And then you said you had the 2012 Heat here, right, Ryan? Yep. So we don't even... Nope. <laughs> it's hard to warm it up. It's been discussed. Very simple. Next on this list, number seven, um, who do you have here, Ryan? Uh, here I do have the, the 15 Warriors. I think you have... All right. Uh, you still have Steph at the... And not quite the peak, because the peak was probably 16, but damn close. You have Clay Thompson, you have Draymond Green. Um, and then you still have these ancillary parts. Where you have a Sean Livingston, you have uh, you have an Iguodala, um, and I mean you have the you have the three point you know kind of boon that teams mm-hmm. were shooting more threes and it was gradually happening. But when they saw the Warriors do it, it was like holy right. shit! Like you can shoot this many and you can make them. Um, but number one offense, I'm pretty sure they had the number one defense, maybe number two, but they are right up there. So like. Any notion that they were just a team that chucked a bu- chunked up a bunch of threes um, and you know didn't play any defense or something like that—that's not you know that's not true. They're one of the best defenses in the NBA, um, and I just really that I really like the team overall. Uh, I mean, you guys you guys kind of touched on them a lot. They did. They were newer. They did show some fight um, in the playoffs. They were down two one to I think Memphis and Cleveland uh, even after even after the injuries. Um, so they fought back, and you know, obviously they, they had some injury help uh, along the way. But um, I think they kind of proved their staying power, even next year. I mean, even losing in the finals, but winning 73 games and still proving that you're a, a very good team, um, even if you didn't win it next yeah. year. Nobody could say that you you know you sucked or something like that. Oh, wasn't it? That's in the books. Wasn't it 15 that the Warriors also came back from 3-1 against the Thunder? No, that was 16. No, that was 16. They came back from 3-1, and then they lost 3-1. And they lost 3-1. I have to plug my laptop in, though. But, yeah, I mean, that, that Heat team, I mean, that Heat team, that Warriors team was a complete team. You know, it was, yes, it was led by their young trio that they drafted, you know, in the very recent years. But that second unit, led by Sean Livingston, who had an unbelievable comeback to his career after a ridiculous injury that no one thought he'd ever come back from. To lead that second squad, Andre Godala agreeing to a lesser role while trying to win a championship after being one of the star guys in Philadelphia. You know, you just had the, you know, all these bench players, the you know, most Spates and whatnot, that came out and played their role to perfection, hit big shots, played good defense. 
And that, like Ryan said, I mean, that's what got lost in the shuffle of that offense was how good that defense was. This was a young, hungry team that everything clicked together perfectly for them in the right time. And, you know, had Steph not rolled his ankle against Memphis, uh, he probably has his finals MVP that he's deserved. Uh, I mean, but and, because he wasn't 100%, uh, and Iguodala shut down LeBron, I'm doing air quotes while I say that, by the way, uh, you know, he stole that MVP. I'm happy he's a wild guy. Yeah. I mean, LeBron Steph, led both teams in all five games. I mean, right. Steph, Steph should have won anyway. But this Warriors team still won, and I don't know if you said it, man. I was plugging in my stuff. But they still won 67 games. So it's not like you had a 50-32 and 32 team kind of kind of come out of nowhere. games at home. But, well, I think the 16 Cavs only season. lost one game at home. Come on. 16 to 15. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, who is who is your number seven, though, Matt? I just said it's the Warriors. They had Harrison Barnes who cost them. Oh, yeah. The title you, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You had the Raptors above. So my my seven is those 2016 Cavs that we talked about, um, which is should be respectively the bottom of where you'd find them on this list. Uh, we're going to just ignore when Matt puts them wherever he ends up putting them. The bottom. But yeah. – <laughs> oh my goodness uh ryan who i believe had this team at number three yep right Ryan. Yes, sir. yeah he had them all the way up at number three and he laid out a great argument for it um I, I have talked about why all the teams ahead of them so far i think are better than them um and i put the 15 warriors above them as well because this Cavs, the 16 Cavs team and the 15 Cavs team were same team there's no difference, like no discernible difference. In fact, you could argue in 15 that the Cavs had a better coach. Um, right? 15, they had Blatt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I, I'm not saying Blatt's a great coach or anything. I just think Tyron was terrible. Come on, dog. Coach. He's not um, better. Tyron was way better. No, he's not. How's he horrible? He's horrible. It does. It's semantics, anyways. The, their coaching was completely irrelevant, um, and that's something that hurts them here. I, I've talked about that. Um, is they don't have the coaching, but comparing them to the rest of this list, we're getting there's only three other teams on this list. They have the best player, period. I mean, not even close. They still have a true big three. They played better defense than you would expect when your number two and three players are Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Um, in this team, again, hunger matters to me. Motivation matters to me. It, it really does. I, and I think it's not – sometimes it gets overplayed in the media, but you've seen it play out with the Warriors, the the difference that it can be. You, you've you seen countless times in sports complacency set in. Um, you see it, in my opinion, most notably in football. And the reason you see it most notably in football is because – Football is super not a sport you can half-ass. Like, you will really get bullied. But it happens in the NBA. It happens in every sport. Complacency sets in. LeBron came back with one mission, and that was win a title in Cleveland. Kyrie had never been there. Kevin Love had never been there. The 2015 season was an unlucky catastrophe. In 16 was their big shot to do it. And they got down 3-1. And everyone thought they were done. They were counted out. And as Matt would say, we got a little throw in, threw him a bone. The league threw him a bone, which is ridiculous and absurd. Um, it you is have not. An idiot that can't stop. 
You have you have an idiot that can't stop breaking the rules. Oh and yeah, committing now, hold ridiculous on. Hang fouls. on, no, 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 no. Yes, he should have been suspended against the freaking Thunder for sure. That man kicks uh, Adams in the nuts like four times. Absolutely, LeBron is standing trying to teabag Draymond Green at midcourt in front of thousands of people, and Draymond pushed him off and got kicked out of a game for it for the next game. And then Andrew Bogut goes down, and everything changes, and all the momentum went to he Cleveland. He pushed him off w- with his dick. What is wrong with you? What? What? <laughs> Who the hell said that? What do you mean what? What do you mean what? LeBron is trying to drop his nuts on Draymond's head, and Draymond said, get off me, and pushed him. Where'd he push him? Wherever was closest. Happened to be LeBron's nuts because he was trying to drop him in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking Thank you. That is Thank not you. Draymond's fault. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. I, I promise you, um, you try to teabag me, I'm not aiming for your chest to push you off of me. I'm pushing the closest thing and hard. <laughs> Draymond was suspended for a whopping one game, yep. which they and lost. Andrew Bogut goes down with a season-ending injury, and they all the momentum. Also lost two games after that, including Game Seven on their home court. Yep, because all the momentum was with Cleveland. You, you watch, you watch, you watch LeBron and Kyrie. All because the NBA wanted points. more money. You watch LeBron and LeBron and Kyrie combine for over eighty points. Against all one of the league's the best NBA Well, that, that's because you didn't money. have the defensive player of the year on the court that game. Andrew Bogut, yeah, I got it. No, Draymond. Um, game five is the game that went crazy. This team – oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, 16 Cavs. I don't know how you can don't have belong them on lower this than list. seven. <laughs> seven is super, super fair. Uh, Ryan had them all See, the way through. Freaking Travis didn't even Ryan talk is, about this team. Ryan is the biggest NBA fan among us. We've been so. still without a title for 50 years. <laughs> Matt, Matt is full of hate. We're going to move on to number eight. This is where I have Matt's Raptors from a couple slots ago. Um, I think eight is the perfect spot for them. And I, when I, before I went through this list and I actually seen like the 10 teams and who was on those teams, I thought the Raptors were going to be a lot higher than eight because I really like this Raptors team. I really do. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, fabulous player. Very, very good. Kyle Lowry, very good player. Pascal Siakam, as we talked about, huge breakout season. Really, really good. This was Serge Ibaka, a, a still a damn good player. Team, very good. Green, when he could actually shoot. Yep, very good player. Um, no, this is. I think did they have Marcus Hall on their team too before he was completely crippled and all? Yeah, they just all. I think I think it's all. Yeah, played Marcus Hall was always the center. Do a ton, but he was there. He was along for the ride. Um, th- this team was getting you double doubles. They and were like 10, 12 point double doubles, but they were double doubles. And and you saw it. the the biggest the biggest iteration of this that I saw. I mean, obviously they took down the Warriors, which was huge. But the most exciting thing through their postseason run for me was what they did to the Bucks. When I got, when I got on here and said that they were going to throw Kawhi down on Giannis, and I said who was going to change we talked about this at length right like the bucks are, are really hard to prepare for in the regular season because how do you prepare for Giannis in the regular season but it's a different story when you have up to seven games with him and when you can scheme and you can throw Kawhi on him and you can muddy the waters and make other players on that team beat you and the Raptors had more depth and more defense and more ways to score and that's exactly what happened 
and they got it done. They completely shut down the Bucks. And yes, they were fortunate. They did not have to face the greatest team ever assembled in the NBA. The Warriors, KD was hurt. Clay Thompson was hurt. Not out, out, but hurt. I mean, they both missed games, but they were also hurt when they did play. Um, huge factor. Do they beat them if they both play? No. no. I mean, it's, this is the best season ever, or the best team ever. But even if one of them was 100% health and one of them was out completely, I think the Raptors would still have a chance to win. Um, I, I think the Raptors were good enough that you needed all of them. Probably. And maybe not. The Raptors are really good, though. I really like this team. Um, I know we already know Matt really likes this team because he had them a couple spots higher. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Ryan, you have them here, too? No, I have the I have the 20 Lakers here. The Lakers. Okay, I knew it was going to be the Lakers. Then. I was pretty so sure. With the Lakers, All right, um, that's fair. there's three teams remaining, right? The Lakers, the Bucks, and then the Raptors, at least for me. Um, for us. For us. So with the, <laughs> Matt, Matt is... Hater, Mick Hater. For us, we left. have those three. <laughs> so with the Lakers, they have the, well, who's the best your, player. You didn't even say who your number eight is. I'll get to him when Ryan go. Oh, I said so with the Lakers, they have the uh, the best player, obviously, right? You have LeBron, and they're the only team left that had really two great players. Um, again, Kyle Lowry, very good. Pascal Siakam was was good. Um, the Bucks, Chris Middleton, very good. Drew Holiday, you know, they, again, pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis. Uh, and then just the way this team played together, uh, their defense was amazing. Who's going to ignore so was, playoff Rondo, huh? So No, I was getting to him. Um, and then they had those collections of veterans, right? They had Rajon Rondo, who came alive in the playoffs and did exactly what he needed to do. Um, I think it's one of the really one of the smarter teams that we've seen, which is kind of amazing when you consider it's a team that had, you know, Dwight Howard on it. Uh, who came off the bench and played his role. <laughs> he played his role perfectly um, as a bench center. I think one game, either in the finals or maybe in the Western Conference finals, he had a double-double like in the in the first half. And it's exactly what you need from him to come and you know, kind of spell AD. You had the best KCP that we've ever seen, where not a great player, but he was giving them really solid defense. And he was shooting, I think, anywhere between like 35 and 38% um, you know, from, from three. They still had Danny Green, who wasn't very good, but could still make a, a shot for you. Um, you know, Caruso wasn't bad. They obviously had had Kuzma, who look. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of problems with Kuzma as a player, but as a guy who can come off the bench and give you some scoring, still um, better than Tatum. That's right, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but just the way that they came in and they played together, and how smart of a team they were, and how sound they were on defense. You know, and you talk about the hunger. You had LeBron missing the playoffs the, the year before, um, and you had AD going all out for, for his first title, um, you know, trying to really claim it in a way that, or at least in a scenario that we haven't really seen um, happen and you know, we'll hopefully never see it again, fingers crossed, I guess. But you had the, the two great players, which I think trumps um, anybody else's two players. And then while some of the ancillary pieces might not have been as good or talented, I think they all played together in a way that uh, that made it make sense for them. And they're able to slow down the game so that LeBron can control it, that AD can control it, um, and that they're not getting into these, you know, ginormous shootouts if it's a team that doesn't have you know, such a great offense. 
but you still have LeBron, so your offense is not that bad. Yeah, my my eighth team you, is the twenty the twenty twenty Blakers as well, uh, with being able to have a Rondo on the court when LeBron's not on the court and still have that high IQ level to get it a good offensive set uh, going to have the guys like Danny Green, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, you name it, to hit big shots when needed to go along with two of the top you know players in the league in LeBron and AD. Uh, it was a perfect scenario for them with the bubble. Um, you know they got you know. Easy competition along the way, you know. Never face the Clippers, who couldn't get get it done to get there. Uh, it's just it, yeah, yeah, their lack of too. Overall, I knew they had somebody else. Yeah, their their lack of real someone you can really count on outside of LeBron and AD uh, is why I have them so low. There is no third guy that was the third guy. It was one night this guy, one night that guy, one night that guy. There wasn't that guy that you could have as yeah, he's our number three. And to me, that was why I can't have them higher than eight on this list, um, but still have them above this last iteration of champions. Uh, is that what separates them is that one has LeBron and one doesn't. And just having LeBron on the floor and healthy, you've seen what he does when he has nobody. He's taken the 2015 Warriors to the limit, literally with nobody. And Giannis can't do that. And so that's why I have the Bucks of this year now below last year's Lakers. I have a... I have... I'm sorry. Oh, I was just say, because to, to piggyback off of it. Um, so I have the the next, bu- the 21 Bucks at um, and 9 as well. And this really just becomes oh, them against the, the 19 Raptors. Um, so just to kind of go back to 2019 where you had the Raptors versus the Bucks, right? You had the Bucks go up 2-0. Game 3, it goes into overtime. Could have very easily been up 3-0. They lost Game 3. Then they lost the rest of the series. The Raptors win 4-2. They go on to win the title. My case for this Bucks team would be, one, those teams were pretty even anyway. Um, two, you had Giannis get better, Middleton get better, Drew Holiday. Uh, he might as well be Jesus Christ compared to Eric Bledsoe. Um <laughs> And you have Eric Bledsoe is not that he's, bad. He's pretty bad um, defensively. He's not that good. And so I think that could have that mitigated some of the stuff uh, that Drew, what? Kyle Lowry did. Uh, Holiday, Holiday is more volatile offensively, um, but he's you always know what you're getting from him on the defensive end, which would have helped when you're trying to guard Drew Holiday. Or I'm sorry, not Drew Holiday, but Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet in in this instance here. Um, and I, I just think I like that Bucks team uh, a little bit more. I do think the coaching's about even. I probably edge Nick Nurse even over this iteration of Budenholzer, who's the the best you know coach bud we've we've seen. Um, and then I'll talk. Well, because they're they're ten, I guess I'll just talk about it now. Uh, one thing that I hadn't heard either of you mention as far as the Raptors go to you know discredit them like we were talking about earlier is they had the game seven against Philadelphia. Where Kawhi, we talked, or I talked about Kyrie hitting the shot of shots. Kawhi yeah. hits you know, the the second most famous the buzzer bounce, beater bounce, of, bounce, of all time, bounce, um, bounce. and definitely the the craziest buzzer beater of all time, especially in the playoffs. You know, eight eight times bouncing. So there's a very real possibility they could have lost that series again. Down two zero to the Bucks again. They fought back, so credit to them. Could have easily been down three zero. Um, so I think they got you know there there was more um, luck given with the Raptors, and then obviously what happened in the finals um, with the Warriors losing 
their their entire team of good players except for except for one guy where the Raptors are able to actually run a box and one which you don't see unless you're playing you know seventh grade basketball um, and they're able to run it and they're able to run it you know effectively to a title uh, defense and it's not even that that those Raptors were a bad team I don't think any of these teams are bad teams because they're all champions I know Matt disagrees with uh, with the Cavs uh, oh, I don't think they're a bad team I just don't think they're champions. But, uh, but it, one had to be the worst, and for me, it was the Raptors that were worst. Because I think if you take an improved version of that Bucks team um, and face it against that Raptors team in 2019, I do think this Bucks team would would come out on top and finish the job that they weren't able to finish, um, you know, a couple years ago. Not a chance, but it's not that important. So. One thing that is interesting to me, we talk about stars aligning for some of these teams, and you could technically make an argument from the last, the second half of this list that the stars aligned, starting with the 2015 Warriors who had a ton of injury luck go their way on their path, the 2016 Cavs who had, according to Matt, so much luck that their their title doesn't even count, right? Uh, the Raptors, who didn't have to play the Warriors anywhere close to full strength winning their title. And then my last two teams on this list. The difference is between the three teams that I just mentioned and the two teams that I'm about to is those three teams still had the requisite talent, still had a requisite quote-unquote close to a big three, still had depth especially in the absence of if you take the Raptors who maybe didn't have the best of the big threes but had a really nice three-headed monster and had plenty of depth to go along with it as well as an entire country behind them. These last two needed the stars aligning because they didn't have what it takes to win a title in the modern NBA without it. Now, you guys, anyone that listens to this podcast, my friends, you guys on this podcast, anyone who talks with me about the NBA on pretty much a daily basis knows where I put LeBron in the hierarchy of all-time greats. He's the best. He's not even close to me. He's the best player ever. But having the best player ever doesn't mean jack squat in the modern NBA. Okay, You put LeBron 30 years ago, and he wins a title every freaking year in an MVP award. But that's not how it is anymore. Now you need a ridiculous team to win a title. And the 2020 Lakers, who come in at number nine on my list, were not by any means a ridiculous team. And everybody likes to talk, we talk about discrediting, right? And how much the Bucks are starting to get discredited in ways and how that drives people nuts. And this really, really started last year with the Mickey Mouse Orlando ring, right? They were a great team. You got to be a real good team to an NBA title. And you got the best player in the world. And Anthony Davis is also a top five player in the world. Yeah? Can can we say that? Is that fair? Um, Close? It's it's close. It's borderline. He's definitely top ten. He's really good. They don't have anything else compared to these other teams. You could talk all you want about 90-year-old playoff Rondo and your Alex Caruso's and whoever the hell you want. The Lakers were a straight-up two-man show. And a two-man show does not get it done in the modern NBA. Hell, if you wanted, I very much disagree, but if you wanted to argue the Bucs over this team, you could do it just based on the fact that the Bucs at least have three realistic options, right? You got Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday, and Giannis. The Lakers are a two-man show, straight up. And then 
whatever depth piece that you pray is going to give you enough on any given night. Uh, they were incredibly fortunate the way that a COVID shortened season worked out, and they were incredibly fortunate in their path. Uh, they didn't have to play the Clippers, who, I mean, l- listen, it's a you beat who's in front of you. I get it. But when we're trying to contextualize this and compare them to other teams, the Clippers are way better than the Lakers in 2020. And yeah, they lost and they didn't have to play them. And the Lakers beat who was in front of them. So great for them. I don't see how the Lakers get past the Clippers without unless injuries happen. They didn't have to play the Clippers. They had to play the bum-ass Blazers in the first round. They got past them. No big deal. Um, I'm trying to think. Didn't, didn't the Rockets even lose to the Thunder? Or was it close? Uh, the Ro- the Rockets beat the Thunder in seven games, I think. They did beat the Thunder. Um, it, it was close series though. Um, neither of those teams were ready for anything. It, you talk about the Bucks, right? We talk about the twenty twenty one Bucks being kind of weak. Twenty twenty, they didn't have Drew Holiday. It was really the biggest difference, right? They made the Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe swap. Um, they they didn't even make it past the Heat. Like they were the huge favorite in the East. They didn't even make it past the Heat. The Lakers played the freaking Heat in the finals. Which listen, and I love the Heat. It was super cool to watch them run to the finals last year, and Jimmy buckets and their young players and Duncan Robinson. It was fun, right? And watching Bam do his thing and Tyler Harrell come to this stupid snarl. But that team is not. Uh, where are you putting them on the list of teams that these other teams have gotten through? I mean, they're near the bottom, right? You're their Phoenix Suns level. Um, the Lakers were incredibly fortunate in all regards. Katie's Nets, Katie didn't play in 2020. Talk about a team that could have easily taken them down. Um, it's The best team the Lakers beat was the Nuggets. The Nuggets were a good team. But they're young. They're not ready. It was kind of like when the Heat beat up on the Thunder. It's a young team that's not ready. Not even close to ready. And again, it's not like the Nuggets had a super team or some three-headed monster. Uh, the Lakers truly had two options, true stars and scrubs. And in a COVID-shortened season where a lot of things broke their way, those two were so good, it was enough. But it wasn't going to be this year, whether they got hurt or not. It wasn't going to happen. I mean... Jesus, you've seen what happened well, this no, year. They, but, they also, but they also got rid of some key players from last year that weren't a part of this year's squad. Key players out of necessity, not players that you want being key players on a contending team. And that's the problem with the 2020 Lakers. And you you guys know how much I love LeBron. Like it's, and I'm, I'm extremely happy that they won the title last year. It's super cool. But let's be real. There was a ton of luck involved. They, they were not... Uh, on this list, and you see how great these teams are, all the teams about all of these teams clearly ahead of them in my eyes. And then to close it out, I mean, at least one team is the 2021 Milwaukee Bucks. You you could put them at nine if you really wanted to. I don't. Um, I don't think even with Drew Holiday, this team is that much better than the Bucks have passed. I think they are better, yes, but I don't think they've ascended to another level. And the Bucks clearly needed to ascend, needed to ascend to another level to win a title, or get all the stars aligning luck that they had this year and then play the friggin' Phoenix Suns who have no answer for Giannis in the finals. And that's what happened. This is a very good NBA team. Very good teams don't really win titles in the modern NBA. You need 
a really freaking good. I, the last team that won a title even close to Milwaukee Bucks level would probably be the Mavs in 11. And I, I've said a thousand times how underrated the Mavs were as they took the Spurs 14 to seven games. Um, that was a good team, a real good team. That would, to, to me, have beat the crap out of these Bucks. Um, I don't think these Bucks are that good when it comes to this list. No. Of, They're of, at the bottom of my list as well I, for I, I don't. legitimate teams. <laughs> Who is number nine for you? Or eight. I No, you had the 2020 Lakers, eight, then nine, the Bucks, yeah. and then and then the Astros. Ten, ten you're vacating this spot. Ten, the Astros. Ten's blank. So my so so we have so me and Matt have exceptionally similar lists outside of the fact that he's just ignoring the Cavs title. And and honestly, Ryan's isn't that crazy. There's just a couple things kind of mix things around, and he likes the Bucks more than we do. Well, I have them at nine. (laughs) It's just they're just not at ten. Oh yeah, man. Oh, you and Matt got some uh, similar lists. Ow. Hold well, on. I, I don't no, understand. I, I do want to hear more. Your okay. wife. There it is. <laughs> oh my god. I dropped my phone though. Oh my god. <laughs> I pulled it out. <laughs> right on the floor. I, I do want to hear why you hate the Raptors I so don't, much. I just told you. Because that I was a game. They, told you. I I hold on. Yeah, no, we are not rehashing this. <laughs> he told you. You weren't paying but, attention. You can listen to the recording. You, you, No, hold on. He has the Raptors under the Lakers. Yeah. I think, that, right. I think, think the Lakers beat the Raptors too. I, how how does the 2020 Lakers beat the Raptors? They don't have any how? answer for Anthony Davis at all. And you don't allow – and so the, the harder defense that they played against the – harder defense than they played against the decimated Warriors squad. Um, no, Kawhi, could st- Kawhi so, can still probably get his, but Pascal Siakam isn't going crazy for you know the few games like he did against the Warriors. And they already proved all, all playoffs that they were good against uh, – that they're pretty good against guards. Guards could get a game off of them, but for the most part, you're throwing guys like LeBron or KCP, um, Rondo, Caruso, who whoever else. Um, well, Marquise Morris is bad at defense, but he's at least bigger than Kyle Lowry. So, um, so you throw so those guys already, at Kyle Lowry, and they can protect the paint a little bit more. We've already saw how much Kawhi can bother LeBron. This is not projecting. It's not making an assumption. As good as LeBron is, Kawhi is more than capable of handling his job again. He's not going to shut him down. Nobody's going to shut LeBron down. But Kawhi can handle him. Kawhi cannot get embarrassed by LeBron. Anthony Davis cannot carry a team to a title. He can't. He's not capable of doing He's an exceptional player. I love Anthony Davis. He is not capable of carrying a team to a title, especially a deep and complete team, which the Raptors very much were. I don't... That's my biggest beef he, with he this list for you. I don't, in, I, I don't in any universe see how you could put the Lakers above the Raptors. In, in Matt has the Raptors a couple spots higher. I think he had them at six, whereas I had them at eight, and you have them at freaking ten. Um, I, I just, I, I think it's they shouldn't have been there. That's not why. hate. I don't think. I don't well, neither think neither team should have been Maybe there. Maybe a bias but. against them. I don't. But they really shouldn't I, have been the Raptors at the bottom to me is just crazy. The Raptors beat the Bucks. 
um, and beat them handily. And the swap of Eric Bledsoe handily. for Drew Holiday. They lost the first the, two the games, swap, and then Game Three went to overtime, and then they then then they won the rest of the games. And then everybody I, it was on the just Bucks like the better. series we just watched. It was it was just like the series we just watched, pretty much. The the Drew Bledsoe for or Jesus the Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe swap did not make them better enough to get over that Raptors hump. So I, I don't know how you put them above it, but the the Lakers especially. I mean the the, the Lakers and Bucks. If you want to flip flop them, I have no beef. But to put the Raptors below them, that's whack to me. Nah. But for the, the most part, and, I, and I, I'm honestly kind of happy about it, because for me, this list was pretty easy to put together. I actually did not have a lot of internal consternation about this list. Like, it, it I thought it was going to be difficult. It, it flowed pretty well. None of us are way off base. Like, none of us have, like, wildly crazy opinions. Like, yeah, you, you think the, the Cavs were yeah. up there more I, than I, I, I think I fine. think the Raptors at six is kind of nuts. But that's okay. Man. I, I, I think, I think your fake-ass asterisk I champs at three is kind of nuts. There you go. <laughs> I think the Cavs at three is, is worse, Absolutely worse than the right. So I also – the Raptors don't belong at six. I agree with that. I do. But it, it really, it's kind of like having the Raptors at seven because he's not acknowledging the Cavs. And it's not as bad if you think about it in those terms, because really then it's the 15 Warriors versus the Raptors. And you can make an argument for the Raptors over the 15 Warriors. You can. Now, it's a tough one, but you can make that argument for sure. Like, I, I don't... It's not that bad. No, it's 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 crazier to me to have the Cavs above the 13 Heat for one, I think is bonkers. Um, but also the 14 Spurs, I think, is a little bit out there. Like the earliest I could, I could see the 16 Cavs being a fifth. Really, no sixth, because both Heat teams would be better. So, but I, nothing crazy other than your Raptors hate. I think is a little whack. Well, but maybe other you than that, learn to <laughs> yeah, Matt, it will not stop saying that about the Cavs, even though. Oh my goodness. And what, again, as I said, the last five on my list, at least, Warriors, Cavs, Raptors, Lakers, Bucks, all had very good fortune go their way, even though three of them were exceptional teams. And it just proves to you that in modern NBA, you need, A, a ridiculously good team, but you need luck. And you can say that in almost any sport, right? Like, you need luck to win a title. Like, things have to go your way, even if it's just staying healthy. I mean, that's kind of luck in its own, right? But... It's hard. It's so hard to win a title in the modern NBA. It's so in in a lot of its lack of parity, right? A lot of it is you get a couple, a handful of teams that get some really good players and they keep them for a while, and it's the same teams in the conversation year in and year out. And sometimes those teams move around a little bit, but it's just those same players moving to new teams, which makes it it's fake parity. It's even worse, right? Like, okay, the Cavs suck now, but the Lakers are good because LeBron switched teams. It sucks. Am I, right? Like, I, I can't be on an island yeah, thinking like that the that's Tampa sucks, Bay right? Buccaneers. <laughs> Taking the sport with the most parody in the universe and trying to make that's a good like One player is 12 championship rings in the last 20 years. <laughs> and they, they also needed, an ex- they also needed, as much as I love them, an exceptional amount of luck. 
I mean, yeah, just like that game probably goes a lot different if Kansas City has an offensive line. Probably. It's certainly closer. <laughs> and then, certainly and closer. then the times the other team won. Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl uh, three times. Yep, seven and three, ridiculous. Tom Brady's pretty bonkers. All right, I think we've much this topic quite to death. So, with that, Ryan, do the thing. Hey. All right, if you want a podcast that is a better podcast than the 19 Raptors were a basketball team, you found the right place. (laughs) And for more of our content, make sure you go to all of our social media pages. Um, That's going to be our our Facebook, at Sports Carnage Podcast, our Twitter. You're going to get a link tree soon. I'll probably do that tomorrow. Uh, so you guys can just find all of our stuff in one spot. But iTunes, Podbean, um, all, of, all of that. As I'm getting emails in the middle of my read, get out of here. Uh, but, yeah, make sure you guys follow us, share us, rate, subscribe, review, comment, all that fun stuff. Comment on YouTube because we are checking uh, a little bit more. And the NBA draft is in a few days. Uh, so we'll have, or at least I'll be doing uh, a draft reaction. We know who's going number one. But if the Pistons make some move and trade around, I want to give it back to you, the people, because I feel like we're all going to be pretty excited that day, and I want to share that with you. So be on the lookout for that. For Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Basson. We are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all, hopefully, next week. 